Hello everyone, welcome to episode 67, a Realm episode of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we can open up tin cans with chain axes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is a guy with so much pallid witch flesh he can now bathe in it. It's Cameron. How you doing mate? It's me youthful. (laughs) <laughs> ah, that explains a lot oh yes quite quite uh, i'm doing very well thank you it is coming to the end of the working year for me and i am utterly mm. exhausted but sweet <laughs> sweet holiday hobby awaits me in just like a week and a bit i'm coming i'm coming so close come on <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> that's it our future realm episodes are going to be 90 percent Cameron hobby, I think, coming up. Probably, <laughs> probably, this is probably going to be the case. Um. <laughs> Watch this face. <laughs> You're doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, half asleep, which is how, how I feel every time we record. Thanks to you know having children. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But I, I've had a week off. I've been, as I said, burning the candle at both ends. I've been playing AOS. I've been doing wrath and glory so i've got some cool hobby stuff to talk mm. about actually so you yeah. know the, the the tiredness is worth it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah almost the end of year that is quite scary and that and this is the penultimate episode of 2020 so mm. we've got one more after this one today we're recording what's it the 29th of uh november so yep this is our sort of last realm episode for 2020 and then as i said mm. next episode 68 will be our you know 2020 review yeah episode with extras that we'll chuck in as well you know obviously <laughs> such a year it's been <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so uh watch this space on that as well so uh before we get stuck into this episode as always you can find all the lovely links to affiliates and cool things like our discord uh say hello to you know our new members on our discord we've got a few more members since last mm-hmm. episode hello to you all uh, very much happy to have you on board and yeah. also you know like i said talking about 2020 share the love you know it's uh it's been a crap year oh, <laughs> overall. God, so uh you know share the love in the sense you know go on itunes give us a lovely five star review or you know if you're on forums and people go hey i listen to podcasts i like warhammer you know who do you recommend go hey those those cool, handsome guys at mm. Realm and Ruin. Yes. Chuck us into the mix, please. <laughs> One is handsomely cool and the other is coolly handsome, which is what ah, we'll never Ah, we're like Gork and Mork. So there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'm only joking. But, yeah, any any promotion of the show is always greatly appreciated. I know you guys do it anyway. So, yeah. yo, you guys. Oh, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> so um and also uh thank you for you know well all the entries that we've had for the 100k giveaway um that's well by the time this episode goes out the the contest will be over and we'll be we would have picked a winner by then so but again yes. just a big thank you to you guys that have uh, entered we've had some lovely mm. entries looking forward to going through them all mm-hmm. very soon uh right okay that's the the old admin stuff out the way Let's get to the meat of it. Let's talk hobby. Right, hobby time. And as always, we start with a question from our Discord. And mm. we've got two 
two nice questions. Yeah, I really like these. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so uh, thank you for the in advance for the question. So question number one of this episode uh, comes from Wayne, a new member of our Discord. Mm. So uh, he asks, "What is your fondest Warhammer memory?" Could it, it could be the first time you entered a GW shop or spent your first lot of pocket money or even a game or specialist game? Mm, yeah. I do like this question. It is. Uh, I've got many, really good. many memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> what have you got, Cameron? Uh, well, for me, it was a close call between uh, one from near the start of me getting back into the hobby for this show and one near mm-hmm. the start of me getting into the hobby originally. And yeah. I've, I've, I think nostalgia won me out. Uh, but I want to give <laughs> I want to give an honourable mention to the first time I went to the Warhammer store up in Joondalup, and Michael, the manager there, was super kind and sweet to a guy obviously riddled with terrible anxiety and literally stuttering and spluttering his way through asking for a starter set. Uh, he was incredibly <laughs> kind. It was a really nice way to get back into things. Uh, but uh, I really like this question because. This is a memory, uh, the, the memory I'm about to share is, is one that's been coming up a lot for me over the last week, actually. Uh, because my fondest Warhammer memory is reading and planning and thinking and just daydreaming alongside my fifth edition Tyranids Codex during the Christmas holidays, way back (laughs) when I was a little, a little biter. Uh, when I'd just gotten into the (laughs) hobby and I decided Tyranids were where it was at, honestly still love them so much um (laughs) but uh essentially this this memory for me is really strongly tied to a few particular christmas songs um okay there's uh michael buble's christmas stuff there's a few others um you know uh i'm dreaming of a white christmas and basically whenever those come on a little back of my mind goes into like the gray mists of the past and digs this up and says hey Hey, remember this? Um, <laughs> and I just have very strong memories of holding a metal tyrant guard in one hand, flicking through the black and white pages with their incredible illustrations and all their kind of spooky and really cool lore about these terrible monsters. Uh, and those little like bullet point army list entries where, you know, they have the basic stat line and then bullet point, it can take this for five points, bullet point, it can take that for 10 points. Uh, and just having a, having a scrap of paper and writing all these fantastical lists, um, and sort of dreaming about what I could do in this hobby because I was very new to it. And mm. thinking about this for this question, I've realized why this is my fondest memory is because I am so intensely nostalgic for a, a period of time in my life where I knew basically nothing about Warhammer beyond it was the coolest <laughs> thing I'd ever seen. And because of my lack of knowledge, not not just about the setting, because like I, I feel the setting isn't super constraining that, but like my lack of knowledge about how the hobby works, about how yeah, expensive it is as well and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> but mo- yep. you know, like the, the the physical trials of painting and modeling and like playing the game and stuff, I had no idea what that was about. And so mm. for me at the time, I have this nostalgia for this this uh, uh, feeling of this utterly limitless creative space. Uh, that I was going to feel with bugs. Like, uh, I was on a Tyranid, uh, online forum at the time, and there were tons of great guys on there, uh, I was chatting with and seeing people do these incredible conversions. Um, 
there was a guy online there's only a few places where you can see these minis now but he did uh he did a high fleet called high fleet moloch you might have seen okay. the the black yeah. and red tyranids with like mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. stuff done with the third edition models and things i think it was technically a collaboration with forge world um but for like one of their books but like seeing the insane stuff he did with like older and newer models blended together um actually i think it was on the inquisitor forum <laughs> that i talked about a couple of episodes <laughs> back yeah I remember uh, that, yeah yeah i think it was marco Scholl, maybe uh hey you're probably not listening to this but if it is you dude love your work um <laughs> send us a message <laughs> um but like just yeah just that that um it it is like the dream of youth etc you know you everyone wants to return mm. to those greener earlier days when you didn't realize you had crippling depression anxiety and also you didn't realize mm. how hard it is to uh make metal models into anything other than what they are yes <laughs> cuz like, i got that metal so. got that metal tyrant guard i had a metal biovore and like a hive tyrant and a couple of gargoyles i was like oh, i can do all these things with these and then i realized metal models are so hard to work with um so, so the, yeah. <laughs> the the child within me is happier with the new world of plastic, but mm. the the adult within me, it was so magical. Um, yeah, it was, it was a yeah. time of heartbreak as well. Uh, Christmas here in Australia is very hot, uh, and I liked to read in the car on the way to things, and so I read my Tyranny Codex in the car on the way to the beach, and then proceeded to go to the beach for four or five hours on a forty three degree day, and then Ouch. I came back and my Tyranny Codex had melted. Um, the glue oh, had no. all the pages were intact, but I had to uh, had to hole punch it and like bind it <laughs> to <laughs> oh, keep no. it in a single piece again. As, yeah. as I had a moment, like I picked up my book and I literally felt it like droop in my hand, and I just saw the pages <laughs> up. And I was like, "Oh God, what have I done?" <laughs> my parents spent so much money on this like thirty or forty dollar book, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no. Yeah, but it, God, every time. I think about this. I, I don't have um, super clear mental images most of the time. Uh, I really need yeah, usually to hold something. But like these images in my mind are crystal clear, and there is like mm. there is the feeling in my chest of like wonder, I guess. And yeah, yeah. That, that is that is my fondest Warhammer memory. <laughs> by yeah, far. no, that's lovely. <laughs> that's lovely. I no, I like that, and I I I know where you're coming from. I think especially you know for a lot of us and i mean not everyone but there's a lot of people listening Mm. and including ourselves where you're into it as a kid and now you're returned as an adult effectively and obviously they're they're so different those experiences for better or worse you know some things are better some things are worse Mm. and Mm. it's quite and it's almost like like you said you sort of think well which 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 are the better memories is it the ones that i made as a kid or is it the ones that i'm currently making now as an adult yeah and you know and it Probably there's no definitive real answer to that because it's probably a combination of both because obviously, mm. you know, two different times of life and, you know, you, you look at them differently. Even even us who are, make, you know, making them currently now, you know, mm. we're back, we've been back in the hobby a few years now, uh, almost well, almost three years, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously that's how long the podcast has been going. And, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's marvellous when you even look back like a year, you look back two years and you think, mm. oh, God, yeah, I remember that's what I did two years ago. And it... It, in in the grand scheme of it, it feels like five minutes ago, but yeah. it wasn't. It was two years ago, and and you know, and how things have changed even in that short amount of time. Mm. So no, I, I I totally get where you're coming from, and and so when I was thinking about my fondest memory, um, 
I can't, I don't think I could, now, unfortunately, I'm going to be greedy. I couldn't sort of narrow it down to sort of one thing. It's almost like, yeah. uh, but it is a combination of little things yeah. that yeah. sort of summarize my youth in Warhammer. Because again, like you, when I was into it as a kid, it was just full of sort of wonderment and, and mm. awe. You know, yeah. all these amazing models that you're not going to be able to buy many of them because obviously you're, you know, you're literally on your pocket money or mm. whatever your parents could get you. And, you know, you have to be very careful what you picked. Unfortunately, like now you can, it's almost the opposite. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to collect everything and uh, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, to your detriment of you know, yeah. a lot of the cases. And it, it's just those, like I said, those magical moments that, that you just like, like, you know, like they say when you, you hear a song and, you know, it, it brings back a memory, you smell a smell, etc. And it's sort of things like that where when we talk about stuff in the now, I get almost like these little mini flashbacks mm. of, you know, Warhammer as a kid. I think, oh, I remember that moment. Like, so so some of the moments for me is, uh, well, no particular order. Like, I was, I remembered earlier this week that... I was in I was in year eight at school, which mm. is over here in the UK is about twelve years old. It's basically the yeah. second year of of secondary school, mm. and you, I remember. Well, actually, it may have been the first year. It's one of the first two years. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. it you had to in you know it was English class, and I remember you had to bring you know you had to pick a book mm. and you know and and read it you know you'd have dedicated sessions to read it and then obviously you would probably write an essay about it yeah and you know and you can imagine what you know the variety that people were picking i picked the original inquisitor novel you know oh, the, is man. it the ian watson steve yeah watson? oh my god <laughs> I, I can't remember it it was yeah. i mean of all the books to pick yeah. you know grim dark and that amazing front cover on it and mm. It, yeah, it's just, I, and it's one of those where you're thinking, what a what a book to sort of chew on, you know. I I, I probably mm. didn't even understand half of the the law contexts at that time. Obviously, probably now a lot of it isn't probably true canon because obviously it was one of those early <laughs> novels where things have changed since then. But yeah. again, what a, what a book to pick. Um, oh, yeah. Another me- another memory was, you know, me and one of my local mates, again one of my school friends, we we started to make a space marine football game as in football as in soccer yeah and you know we we literally painted space marines without you know without any weapons and mm. we painted them so they had football kits on so like their <laughs> you know so like their knees and their uh you know their their shins and, and such look like football socks you know yeah, so, yeah. And, and, they had, and all that <laughs> sort of stuff and we actually started making rules for it and mm. we actually went to our local you know local store in my my hometown unfortunately my store in the hometown doesn't exist anymore. I, I actually found that out recently. That mm. was really horrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. Warhammer store is gone, um, but I, I haven't lived there for years, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. it, it, yeah, it, we made this football game. We took it to our local store, and they were, in, you know, even like the staff were interested in playing it. Um, I, I don't think it ever got off the ground, but it was such no. a cool little thing <laughs> to do. Um, and again, same friends. We a few years later, we hired out a local like village church hall mm. and we're only probably like 13 at the time and we played empire versus orcs and goblins and chaos i was running my chaos i was running the original archeon 
And yeah. I remember like smashing the whole left flank of this <laughs> huge empire army. I mean, we're talking like four or 5,000 points per mm. side, you know, it was yeah. a bit, like we, you know, we'd got in loads of snacks for the day. It was awesome. You know, and as a kid, mm. you know, I mean, obviously people do that as now as adults, but we actually managed to organize it as young kids, like without yeah. any, any parents involved. It was a really cool thing for us <laughs> to do. Um, there was another thing with Necromunda where I took my Spiras to the local store. And I remember I had the worst game ever where like, <laughs> you know, Spiras where you have like four of them at one, you know, in your mm. gang, because they're yeah. so expensive. I remember like, I had a game where two of them or maybe three of them died literally oh, where I was like rolling so many ones they, <laughs> you know, they end up dying yeah. you know, as part of the campaign. It was the worst, but it still was a great memory. Mm. And then another one, um, again, in, again, it all, it all goes back to my kid local store. That's mm. where like, most of my memories yeah. are. We, we did what I remember the sun squigs and storm bolters tour. So basically it was a, it was a huge you know, you know when they used to do these things where your local store would play like as part of a massive campaign and then yeah, the results yeah. would be fed to like head office and then they would decide, you know, out of the country who which side won. So there yeah. was this, you know, it was obviously I think an orc invasion, hence the squigs as part mm. of it. And I remember to win a t-shirt which said sun squigs and stone bolters on the front and had a big picture of a squig it was whoever could scream the loudest in the store <laughs> you know and I, I i managed to win it and, yeah and it like, hell yeah <laughs> it's bonkers when you think about it but that's <laughs> you know i was so desperate to win that t-shirt um and then i think for recent memories it's been um being able to sort of fulfill a few dreams like in the sense that i never got to go to games day when i was a mm. kid like I, yeah. I just couldn't do it either my parents wouldn't allow me or what well, i can't remember you know actually in detail but like i've been able to you know i went to warhammer fest the other year i mm. did go to a games day one i think it was in 2012 when i periodically came back into the hobby for yeah. you know six months um but i was by myself in that sense as in none of my mates were into yeah. it so i sort yeah. of ended up going back out and yeah i went to a games day by myself literally you know mm. my wife dropped me in birmingham and i just turned up for the day and just you know perused and it was great i still soaked yeah. it up you know i just enjoyed it um and then like i said the current it's just now the current memories um you know it's being part of you know without sort of <laughs> you know gushing it's been part of this sort of amazing community that we're mm. part of now whether it's yeah. the bigger warhammer community or even just the one here at realm and ruin the listeners the discord you know i've made so many like proper friends through that yeah. like not just yeah. people that i just chat to i consider people like true friends that look out for each other will do stuff for each other uh you know you know you and i've been you know recording for many years now <laughs> yeah <God>. and <laughs> you know and got close through that and you know it yeah it's you know you, you can't say better than that really mm. we're in such mm. a good position <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. that as as adults to enjoy this hobby and enjoy you know the warhammer universe so yeah that's sort of my collection of little memories there's probably many more but yeah it's just that i it's just enjoying those lovely little kid moments and now as mm. an adult it's getting to enjoy them even more with with now having you know things like disposable income and yeah and things like that yeah and just less time unfortunately yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it is how it is you know like the there are two very distinct levels of enjoyment. There's like the kid wonder mm. exploration enjoyment, and then there's like the adult diving in enjoyment. Like the 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 fond memories I have of building stuff and playing games are all from the last three years, and yeah. the fond memories of learning and engaging with like a new community and the crazy stuff I did that I probably shouldn't have taken part in, like uh, a store, <laughs> a full store twenty man apocalypse game. 
uh, for the 20th anniversary, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. that's all like little kid stuff. You know, it's like I got dropped off for the day and mm. six hours later, my dad came and got me and I've been standing up for six hours around a table. Yeah. It- that's yeah. it. It's, the, it's those little things and it, it, uh, they stick out like again mm. going back to when i was at the local store as a kid i remember thursday nights was games night so it was open mm. till 8 p.m and yeah. that's where you'd have these you know these games of necromunda or 40k etc and mm. i remember like there was a local lad called troll that was his nickname because he, <laughs> he literally only collected trolls you know he, yeah. and he was an older lad but we like we uh, you know a few years older than the rest of us but you know we would all hang out you know we like you silly things you'd go to the local supermarket around the corner and get like and get like a, a two liter bottle of 26p lemonade you know it's things like <laughs> yeah. that, and share and all share it you know it's just like it was just you know because obviously you're doing everything on a budget at that age mm, it was just yeah. cool because you just you just soaked up the atmosphere you knew mm. you couldn't do everything you couldn't buy everything you had to you know you're saving up your pocket money but it was just cool because you're like yeah i get to play wow my fantasy necromunda 40k and be part of these really cool events and yeah, yeah. and like-minded people and i think it's also in a way as a kid you 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 sort of feel well i did anyway you sort of feel a bit more confident in the some in some capacities you know you feel like mm. yeah you know we're all part of the same whereas i in a weird way i feel more intimidated now going to a local <laughs> store i don't know why yeah. as, as you know a guy in uh, my 30s i don't know listen, why listen. but when you're you know. a kid you do something it's the best thing you've ever done because you have no comparison mm. point like that's true god i i took that metal hive tyrant i cut i didn't put his legs on i built like a tissue paper burrow he was coming out of i'm like this is the coolest <laughs> hive tyrant that's ever existed and i look back now i'm like oh god what what did i do um <laughs> I, I i actually i remember as well that talking of memories there was this one time where um i got blood bowl the very original uh, blood yes. bowl well the the well it'd be technically second edition so not the very very original but the main one mm. that so yeah. was around for a long time um, I remember getting it for Christmas and, you know, I was oh, so happy. And I was like, right, I'm, I'm building the human team. And obviously at that point, it's just obviously slot, you know, gluing them into a slotted base. Mm. Uh, that was yeah. basically it to build them. <laughs> and I remember that, you know, I saw, you know, I was super gluing them at the time, you know, putting, gluing them into their bases. And I, I sort of imagine in front of me in the lounge, there was, you know, our TV and then obviously a TV stand. And I was sort of just lining them up there, you know, sort of glue mm. them, put it there, take the next one, glue it. And then, I remember when, you know, when all the, you know, all the models were taken off, obviously, you know, super glue leaves, all those can leave those like, white marks everywhere. Um, like, I don't know what, I can't remember what causes them, but, you know, mm. super glue can do it when it sort of yeah. doesn't get air to it. And it, yeah. and there was all these white, white marks. My mum killed me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, you know, she, not the TV unit. She was very yeah. precious about it, things like that. So, yeah, yeah I didn't do that again. But yeah, it, it's those things that always stand out now. You know, mm. it's little memories, and you in some ways you don't, you know, not, you don't know why you always remember them, but you just, you just do. They just stick out, and it they don't sound much when you tell it to someone else, but they mean yeah. a lot to you, and that's ultimately what matters at the end of the day. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, thanks, Wayne. Solid mm. question, mate. That's Solid a question. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, without the way, Cameron, mm. what have you been up to recently? Okay. Oh, I drag myself out of fond memories for um. <laughs> Come still, back, Cameron. They're still pretty Come fond the memories, present. but they're of the last month. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll kick it off with what I bought. I've bought so many books. Um, 
<laughs> nice. Uh, I think I think doing our talk on the Infinite and Divine really put me on a reading kick. Um, mm. Because I have bought Darkness in the Blood, uh, Traitor by Deed, which is the Soul Drinker's Primaris novella, The Rose and Anger, mm-hmm. which is the Sisters of Battle novella, uh, Broken Realms Marathi, The Sons of Bayamat Battle Tome, and November's White Dwarf. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, nice. Those, so those are all the books I bought. And also, they finally arrived in Australia. I bought the Death Guard Heroes series. Uh, so the six ah, yes. unique Plague Marine models. Uh, I decided not to go for the random draw and just bought a whole palette, like just picked it up and said, okay, this is, this is an overpriced Plague Marine squad, but I love these models. Um, <laughs> good, <laughs> let me tell you, man. it's worth, it's worth it for the extra Nurglings alone. I'll be honest. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so then for building, I built the Death Guard Heroes series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought you would. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> they, they are super cool models. Uh, I've got most of them in sub-assemblies. A couple of them are just completely built, and I'm going to paint them like that because, like, they're like the Plague Spewer guy. That's about the easiest way to be able to get his arms on and stuff like that is just to build the whole yeah. thing. Um, they are really interestingly cut up on the sprue, so that they're all in Mark III armor, so their legs and torsos are single pieces, but two pieces, one for the front, one for the back. And so, like, when they slot in, the thicker armor on the front of the leg sort of disguises the seam of the leg joint, and, like, mm-hmm. the, the torso joint is interesting as well. Like, I don't know. Um, they're getting fancier with cutting these things up on sprues. I think they've taken it to heart, like, avoiding cutting shoulder pads and stuff in half. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll good. see. We'll see the next Stormcast easy to build kit, I guess. Uh, but hopefully, mm. hopefully they've gone past that. Um, and like I said, there are so many Nurglings in these guys, um, and they're great. Every one of these Nurglings I want is like a full scale great unclean one. Like I think, <laughs> I think my favorite one is one who goes with the plague spear, and he's got like one arm morphed into his body, and it's jutting out into, like, a big bio-cannon with a little fan rotor on the side, so kind of like a, a Tyranid gun on a essentially a miniature Great Unclean one, and I kind of really want to build that. <laughs> so add that to the <laughs> list of eventual things I might do is a Great Unclean one with a just a giant <laughs> cannon. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, I did some more work on my new knight, uh, who last Realm episode I talked about went from a Pilgrim Sorcerer to sort of a Standard Bearer. Um, I said he might go back, He's pretty well cemented as a standard bearer now. I've built the standard. Uh, I've got all those spare banners and some shields and some, like, braziers and things. I've started sticking them all over and some trophy spikes from Chaos Marine vehicle kits. Um, mm-hmm. I have cut down the, the anti-aircraft autocannon from the night kit, the, the Icarus autocannon. Uh, I've cut down the barrels and taken away most of the frame, and I've stuck it to the back of his left his left gauntlet as sort of like a little hand gauntlet gun in kind of the Abaddon combi bolter style. Um, nice. And it'll represent either that or just the heavy stubbers or something. Again, that, with this night, I'm not super fussed about loadout. Um, God, I hope this rain doesn't pick up on the recording. For some reason, we're having rain. Uh, all of a sudden, um, <laughs> um, and I built a weapon arm for him, which is basically all of the bodies of like the various weapons you could have mashed together along with the casing for the rocket pod, uh, into one slightly longer arm that just kind of hangs down, um, 
I'm going to do demonic muscle muscling on it, so it adds, adds some strands to make it look like it's somewhat stable and operable. Uh, and essentially, this cool. is probably going to count as two rapid-fire battle cannons, because lots of little missiles firing off is the same as just two big guns going ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, not super fast with representative loadout on this, and it means I'll have lots of spare weapon bits left for magnetizing onto my uh, original knight. Uh, which is good. Good times. Yeah, um, yeah. I have done a ton of work on that 2x2 two two Necromunda board. I originally started ah, for yeah. Virtual Armies on Parade. I have obviously missed that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it, it got really busy over the last couple of months, and I did not pay a lot of attention to it. But Erin uh, has uh, finished her diploma for interior design, and her, as part of her final assignment, she built a scale model of a gin distillery, uh, that she oh, created, okay. like she designed from scratch, uh, and recruited me to help with that, uh, which is why before show I mentioned staying up till 1am a lot, uh, <laughs> a lot of hot gluing, uh, but this really kicked off like a, a little burn for building s- stuff out of cardboard, I guess. Um, okay. so, uh, over the last two days, I have picked up the hot glue gun, picked up the PVA glue and, uh, a Stanley knife. And just kind of gone to town, uh, really fleshing out that board. Um, I've fully boxed out the Sump and Chips shack, uh, which is like the central building. I've pretty <laughs> much completed a little side building, which I haven't shared any pictures of anyway yet. Uh, okay. But I, I built like a little door. It's got a big extraction fan on top and some like some stairs leading onto the roof because it's quite a low building comparatively. So I, I imagine it's almost like some kind of opium den. <laughs> Uh, they got this low set room <laughs> inside with like lots of cushions. They got this big extractor fan so you don't get too badly hot boxed, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, again, having fun with just slapping stuff together and saying, uh, it looks kind of terrible, but I'm going to cover this in about half an inch of rust effect. So it'll probably be okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, um, yesterday just to get a feel, I kind of popped down my Goliath gang and my pox walkers on it just to get a feel for what could have been uh, if I'd remembered to work on this over the last two months. And I'm pretty happy with how it hmm. looks scale-wise. It looks nice with people on it. Um, looking forward to finishing it and then going on to make uh, at least three more of these so I can make a big square sort of setting board. I think it'd be lots of fun. Um, yeah. We'll see. I'll finish that in like three <laughs> years. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, my, my final bit of building is, unexpectedly, I've had to build another juve for my Goliaths. Um, wasn't, oh, nice. Wasn't planning on this, uh, but it happened. So I took my remaining female uh, Goliath body from the uh, Forgeborn kit, uh, mm-hmm. gave yep. her an Escher auto pistol clipped onto one of the weapon arms from the Forgeborn kit, so she's actually holding her gun sideways. Um, nice. Uh, she's got a stub cannon, but I'm explaining why she's got the dum dum round, so it needs the big uh, drum magazine to hold the bigger bullets. Um, mm-hmm. She's yeah, literally holding sense. it sideways and firing. Um, the other arm is like the the handle arm, and I cut the whole gun off and stuck uh, a spare knife from a witch elf on there. But I'm not <laughs> super happy with how it looks aesthetically, so I've actually pulled that off. And I think I'm gonna either find an Orlock combat knife or like cut down an Imperial Guard power sword or something to get a more, <laughs> uh, less, uh, a, a more less refined looking knife. Uh, not so many pointy bits. I wanted to look a little more cleavery, uh, to fit in with my overall Goliath aesthetic. 
Uh, but pretty happy with her. Uh, she's she's joining the gang. She's my only Juve who's going to have armor, both because it's on the model and also because I sold my uh, I bought my leader new armor so he can throw away his old armor for someone else to wear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, over to painting. Uh, I've done more work on Fabius Bile. I put a ton of effort into his coat, um, which I'm going to say is like 80% done on the coat. Um, I did so much layering and glazing on this to try and build up like an illusion of smoother skin tones. Uh, and then oh, yeah, someone, yeah. someone on a Facebook group I was on had a look at it and went, Oh, hey, it'd be totally rad if you tried to paint vein patterns all over the coat. I was like, Oh, that would be really <laughs> cool. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. yeah, so, uh, so with the, uh, with some thinned down, um, I forget what the Drakenhof Nightshade, the, uh, the dark blue <laughs> wash with some thinned down, I've sort of penciled in some veins. Some are better than others. Uh, some are very thin veins. Some are very thick veins. Um, <laughs> but essentially I'm going to go panel by panel and glaze over them with that panel's flesh tone because all the panels are different colors. Um, to sort of help blend them down a bit and bring it in and make it look like they are under the skin and then the skin will be done. Um, just a decent amount of work on his face, which I'm pretty happy with, uh, the highlighting on there. It took me forever. Um, <laughs> and like working on his hair, uh, did some more work on his armor. The trim is the devil. I said it last episode. I'll say <laughs> yep. it again this episode. I hate doing marine level trim. I'm fine with doing trim on knights just because, like, it's massive. <laughs> it's not that yeah, hard to do comparatively. Yeah, yeah. Yep. God, I'm, I'm so tired of finding little extra bits of trim. I have to paint gold on this guy, but that's life. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I helped a friend paint a D&D mini. Because uh, cool. he, he got one of those Hero Forge 3D printed in color uh, minis, because they do color 3D printing now, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. So he, he got his Bugbear Fighter, and, I, and he went, oh, can you help me, like, add some more definition to this so we've done some washes and stuff over it with contrast and other things and then later on we're going to layer it up do a little dry brushing and layering uh and he already looks way better so i'm happy with that and that was a lot of fun to just sit down and like instruct someone on the basics of painting um Mm. all right reading i have finished darkness Mm. in the blood the ostensible sequel to devastation of baal it's pretty good i do not like it as much as devastation of baal but it's okay. good. Yeah. Um, I, I think simply because I had to wait so long for this and also because <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's pretty easy to see where the story is going. I, I feel if I'd gotten this book when Primaris Mephiston was announced before he was released, I would have liked this book more simply because there was the mystery of, ooh, what's going on with all this? They, they Primaris Mephiston, et cetera, et cetera, or hmm. actually even before they announced that. Whereas, it's not really a spoiler. This is a book about they turn Mephiston into a Primaris and dealing yeah. with the Blood Angels' secret flaws and things like that. And it's still very interesting, all good, but like, yeah, it, it could be more. Um, my yeah. favorite okay. bit, yeah, my favorite bit is honestly a subplot about some naval officers. Uh, once again, proving uh, regular humans in 40k is always great to read about. They're pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I've read Broken Realms Rathy. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> it is it is insane to me that they did more in, like, a campaign expansion book than they did in the entire shift to Age of Sigmar 2nd edition. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I, yeah, I was talking, I was talking with this with Michael like a couple of weeks back. He's like, no, no, this is this is a bigger shakeup to the overall arcing overarching story than the shift to Nagash being the main villain. Like it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, did you did you oh. did you feel that it was? <laughs> it just showed in a sense how little in a way they did with psychic awakening because obviously there is going to be comparisons between oh, psychic man. awakening and broken realms where yeah. psychic awakening was cool you know we obviously mm. we covered it we did literally all nine books of it and yeah. there's some cool yeah. stuff in there but it didn't feel like much happened in the you know in the grand arc of things whereas we're mm. one book into broken realms and it's like oh boy <laughs> stuff's <Yeah>. going down <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like psychic awakening felt like it was rules focused first and narrative focused yes. second they were like we have mm-hmm. these rules for Fabius Bile. We're releasing a Fabius Bile model. So we've written all these rules for him and his friends, and we've written some rules for some other factions. Let's find a narrative that ties these things together. Whereas Broken Realms, they clearly went, this is the next arc of the story, the overall story, like the driving story that keeps people invested in a large number of factions in Age of Sigma. This is where it's going. This is what we're doing. And then we've written the rules to work with that. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Hey, again, no spoilers. Everyone knows this by now. Uh, if you don't want to know <laughs> this, go read Broken Rails Marathi. It's worth your time. Um, yep. Marathi is literally a god now. She did it. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the the narrative works really well because like the way she got there is super interesting and different. Um, and then her state, her status as a god, as like, a single soul split between two god-like beings is clearly written because they can't get rid of the Marathi model they just released a few years ago, but it works yeah. really well. I really <laughs> yeah. like how they did it. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting and cool. And the most intriguing thing is she is she's a god. She is mm-hmm. the only god not tied to a specific realm because she is an elven god now. She is the elven god of murder. Um cool great wonderful i'm so excited for where the story goes with this there's a shit ton of mm. awesome slanesh stuff in there as well uh yeah great great stuff like with the order alliance cracking great interesting stuff with death as well and especially the Eideneth. um like oh my god uh, and just like the depth depth of character for marathi in age of sigma she had a decent amount mm. of depth in warhammer fantasy and now she is all the way up here with her. She's got her own agenda. She's doing her own (laughs) thing. Her first act as a god is to be merciful and treaty with people instead of crushing them under her iron heel. And that is incredible Mm. to me. Like, where is she going with this? Um, Uh, Yeah, this is Marathi. This is Marathi. (laughs) It's going, it's going to go crazy. Um, There are at least two more of these books. Uh, I think there was a rumor that there's only going to be three. If the following books are on this level, I cannot overstate how much better the writing is for Age of Sigma than 40k in general. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah no, I I, I would because I I find that I mean this is we're slightly going off tangent here, nah, but yeah, I was going to yeah, yeah. say that that uh, I find I'm more excited by AOS mm. at the moment. Yeah, in, when I'm talking, I'm talking narratively. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's nothing against 40k, but I feel. 40k is in a very funny position because obviously they've got to be careful not to frustrate people because mm. obviously it's been around for such a long time. Um, whereas I feel like because a- AOS is still the new kid on the block, so to speak, yeah. I feel like they can do more with it if they go mm. right. You know, fuck it, we're gonna do, we're gonna this this city's gonna ha- you know change 
in a manner of speaking without saying too many spoilers, you know, yeah. and, and, and this, you know, Marathi's going to become a god and, and this happens with Sanesh and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. great because they can just go, yeah, we're going to do it because, because in effect, they're right. They're literally writing as they go because obviously, because mm. AOS, you know, as an, as a, as a narrative is only, you know, four years old or whatever it is. Mm. Whereas obviously, you know, Fancy was obviously 30 odd years ago, yeah, you know, in, yeah. in length. So it's, it's sort of, it's great that you, you feel you're on the front lines as they're writing a new story. Whereas, mm. 40k is sort of a bit more of a drip feed you know where they just do yeah, a little bit yeah. here oh, they, they've mixed things up okay to be fair in in the last few years with you know with with primarchs coming back and the great rift and primaris you know that has shut mm. things up a bit but mm. narratively there's still a lot that needs moving forward you know especially with some of the xenos races oh yeah um yeah so which we did see a bit in psychic awakening but yeah not nowhere near to that you know, no, it's yeah. almost like the, the, that level where it's like with Broken Realms, one book in, it's like, pow, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, have this, some of this. This is, this actually, now that I think about it, this is the Age of Sigma narrative equivalent to the transition from 7th to 8th in 40k, where, you know, mm-hmm. Abaddon breaks Cadia, opens the Great Rift, achieves all this power, drives him. It is, it is surprising the narrative equivalent of that, like Marathi achieves her ultimate goal. She achieves godhood. Uh, you know, Slaanesh is to some degree or in some form or released a little bit. Hey, I didn't think they were going <laughs> to do that in the first book. It's not really Slaanesh, but it kind of is, but it's kind of not. <laughs> I, I'm wondering who's paying su- child support uh, on the other half of that. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, and like, hey, if you're really attached to a particular uh, Cities of Sigma city, I'm not going to say which one, I'm very sorry that you're <laughs> playing a historical army now. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, basically, it doesn't exist. Like those, mm. those rules represent either historical battles or the few regiments that were out and about before Marathi did her thing. Um, yes. <laughs> and now, now there's a whole new city in its place, and all the kinds of things. Like God, stuff is happening, and I love this. Yeah, I love it. it. It's so good. So um, good. Uh, I, I've also started Trader by Deed just today. Actually, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. nice so far. It it's um it's nothing deep or crazy, but it's nice so far. I'm looking forward to seeing where these guys being named after the Soul Drinkers actually goes. But we'll Same. see. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, and Red White Dwarf primarily for the Necromunda content. Uh, it's really nice to see an article that super encourages kit bashing. Um, because the, the article is Brutes, so big heavy hitters for outlaw gangs, uh, which include such weird and wonderful things as sump beasts, which have no official model, so just kind of make a monster <laughs> out of any spare bits you have. Here's a, here's one we made ourselves. Um, that kind of deal. Uh, which is pretty cool. Um, over to playing, cause I've played the last two game, last two, uh, regular one-on-one games of the Necromunda campaign I'm in. Uh, so all that's left is the big multiplayer finale, which is going to be super exciting and hopefully, uh, <laughs> in the next few weeks. Uh, so my first one was a standoff against Gene Steeler Colts. This is the most flavorful scenario in Necromunda. You have two small groups. So it's, uh, it's like D3 plus two. So I had three guys and the Gene Steeler Colts had five guys. Uh, they spot each other uh, down either end of a long corridor and Wild West shootout style, they slowly advance until one side breaks their cool and starts firing first. Um, 
is super interesting. Uh, the the hurdle here was there was a large carnivorous plant in the middle of this corridor, and we had to adjust some rules because normally the plant would immediately activate and just eat us all while we slowly advanced and stared each other down. <laughs> uh, so instead, the plant would would activate once the firefight itself started. Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we got within literal inches of each other. Like, my Goliath leader, in terms of the mo- way he's modelled, like, holding out a bolt gun in front of him, the bolt gun was nearly touching the head of one of the Gene Sealer cultists. <laughs> um, <laughs> until finally, uh, the Gene Sealer cults had a rogue doc along with them who'd accidentally been caught up because they were the defending player. Um and the rogue doc finally failed enough cool checks and just panicked and went for his last pistol and the shooting started. Um, my leader is apparently allergic to plasma pistols as the very first thing that happened was the Colt <laughs> Alpha shot him in the head with the plasma pistol and took him out with a head injury. So he has permanent brain damage now. He's minus one willpower and uh, intelligence. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh... Every time, every time he encounters a plasma pistol, it takes him out and gives him a permanent injury. Last time, he nearly lost a hand. Um, <laughs> uh, the shootout continued. I missed a perfect frag grenade shot that would have hit literally the entire Gene Silicolbus group, uh, and the grenade scattered off onto the plant. So thematically, I guess that's why the plant woke up, is we literally dropped a grenade on it. Um, <laughs> That'll do it, yeah. Yeah, um, and then, you know, it was it was a super close-range firefight that lasted a couple of turns. Um, the plant did more damage to the Gene Steeler cult than I did. Um, I, I, I took <laughs> literally no one out um, <laughs> before, one, before my champion broke and decided he didn't want to be here anymore and just buzzed off, and my guy with the grenade launcher got set on fire, ran around for a turn, and then decided he didn't want to be there. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, the plant had, like, grabbed the aberrant by the leg and was just beating it against a wall and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, all, all the interesting stuff was me playing as the plant, saying, well, it hits on a 2+, plus and mm. it wounds on a 3+, plus and then it knocks you back into the wall and all that kind of fun, dumb stuff. Um so it, it sort of ended uh, very quickly. I think it was over in about 30 minutes, uh, which is really nice, actually. It's a super short Necromunda game. Who, who knew this could happen? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was obviously lost, but I didn't lose my reputation because I didn't break first. Uh, the Gene Steel Club oh, lost nice. reputation because they were too twitchy and everyone heard about how they started the firefight like cowards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I came away from that without a lot of money to my name. Uh, I got basically almost nothing out of it and out of my uh, settlement and stuff afterwards. And so I went into my next game a little bit on the back foot with my leader out. Um, I was facing the Escher, uh, the other Escher, because I've already faced one Escher gang. There was a second one in here. Uh, and they won. Uh, they were the attackers, and they chose Sneak Attack, where I'm the sentries. Ooh. And they get to sneak in and try and defile a gang relic. Uh, so this is Zone Botalis. We built, like, a little board with, like, a locked vault in which I placed my unfinished, uh, how- Goliath house agent as a statue. So he- here's a statue <laughs> of a cool Goliath guy. You've got to go over there and, like, graffiti it up and kick it over and all those kinds of things. Um, and I drew a very... In- so you get sentries randomly out of your active crew, and you can choose... You can essentially say up to five guys aren't fit for guard duty, so you can essentially say... I'm choosing these five centuries. I didn't do that. I'm not a okay. coward. I drew yeah. randomly. Uh, and I ended, <laughs> I ended up with two gangers, 
Um, a guy with a gr yeah, two gangers, a guy with a grenade launcher, my specialist, um, my champion with a shotgun, and my zerker <laughs> as my as my as my sentries. <laughs> Uh, so I planted that Zerker directly in front of the vault door with a ganger directly in front of him. Uh, everyone else was kind of spread out all over the board. Um, and then the Escher kind of all arrayed themselves because uh, the only limitation is they can't be within six inches of my guys, I think. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah, they arrayed themselves basically in a straight line directly in front of the vault door. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so this... Uh, as opposed to the mission where I was sneaking, uh, this one did not actually have a lot of sneaking. Um, interestingly enough, one of my gangers got shot with a needle rifle, um, but the needle rifle was silent, so no one heard it, and he wasn't wounded or anything. Like that, he failed the toxin roll, and we combed through the rules, and we came to the conclusion that he must have not noticed that he got shot with the tiny little shard of glass. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, sense. like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like, um, so. Uh, the Escher player won control of him as a sentry and turned him around. He walked over and opened the vault door. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> at, at this point, I'm like, there's ten Escher lined up. There's the Berserker, and then behind him is the open door with the thing, with their objective. I'm like, I've lost this game. Um, and then the Berserker sees them. <laughs> like, immediately. Like, they, oh, they, no. they finish one of the moves, and I roll, like, an eight inches for how far everyone can see, and I'm like, oh, that looks like only six inches. It was only six inches. <laughs> and the Zerker just looks up and sees, like, the Escher leader, an Escher champion, and, like, two Escher gangers within six inches of him just looks at this, yes, my time has <laughs> come. Um, uh, <laughs> so there, there was one, that, uh, the sneakers get one additional action uh, activation before the alarm actually goes off, essentially trying kill anyone who's seen them <clears throat> uh so they hose down the zerker with the chem thrower which does absolutely nothing and uh he charges he kills uh he he severely injures a ganger kills the person with the chem thrower and kills the leader in one round of attacks <laughs> <laughs> um, and wow. then promptly falls down a hole uh on my on the next round because they play the the card where oh no there's a hole in the floor make an initiative test to fall down it um <laughs> which is fair he'd already done his job at that point um <laughs> yeah uh but uh so the the mix up here was there were a lot of spores in the air so after everyone's activation you roll a d6 on a one a spore cloud sort of centers on them and you roll a dice, and it essentially resolves as a kind of grenade, so either a smoke grenade, a fear grenade, or a choke grenade. Um, so he, he actually did this. He beat these three people up, and he hit the floor so hard that he was covered by a smoke grenade, effectively. <laughs> so he's just standing there. No one can see him. No one can shoot him, or that kind of thing. Um, essentially, for the rest of the game, those spores were only choke grenades, and they were only bad for me. Um I think I think I had like three guys in a row run down a corridor, have a choke grenade spawn on them, and get a flesh wound from breathing in poisonous gas. Um, <laughs> like it was just this one corridor where it kept happening. Um, but the the absolute highlight of this was the Escher player had a juve named Fresh Meat. He had gotten her for free <laughs> from his settlement and could not afford to equip her. She had no armor, no weapons, nothing. And Fresh Meat. <laughs> charged the guy who had just opened the door and with her bare hands knocked a goliath ganger out so bad he was in the hospital for a week 
<laughs> and in addition, <laughs> she had previously had her back broken, so she was strength one against okay. toughness four. <laughs> yeah. So it was, you know, like oh, two no. attacks, hitting on fours, wounding on sixes. I've got a six up save. <laughs> yeah. Just, just like the number of oh, the no. amount of stuff that happened. And then, yeah, like just as the injury roll, uh, severely injured him. And because she charged, she could literally just step on his neck and take him out. Um, so she did that and was double activating with a champion when she was doing that. And he was the only guy between that champion and the vault. And so then the champion was able to literally run into the vault with fresh meat and like close the door behind them. So I was like, yeah, I'm doing so well. I've taken out their leader and everything. And then like these two Ash just run into the objective zone and close a door on me. And I'm like, oh God, I've lost. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. for, fortunately, I had a card which let me put down a ductway, so basically a crawl space through a wall. And the thing is, it takes you, both your actions to crawl through it, but it only takes one action to shoot through it if you're within one inch. Um, ah. And so my next activation, I put down a ductway in like the rear wall of this vault. So suddenly, we'd, we'd had a hole in our defenses all along, and hadn't realized, but realized, but my grenade guy wanders up peers through this vent and just like, oh, I can see a couple of Asher in there, and just chucks a chucks a frag grenade through the vent into the room, knocks both of them down. <laughs> um, it takes two actions to knock over the, the gang relics, so because they have to spend an action getting up, I've bought myself a turn. Um, and then the turns go by very quickly at this point, and it's essentially me getting as many beefy boys crammed into that vault as I can to just keep mm-hmm. knocking people down so they can't destroy my statue. <laughs> Uh, and I, I am at the advantage here because uh, I started with a severe numbers disadvantage, but the rest of my gang trickles on as reinforcements throughout the match, whereas every Esher gone is an Esher out of the fight, um, mm-hmm. and slowly but surely manage to sort of clean it up um, and push them back out of the vault. Um, it was super tense. Again, super swingy, which is the best part of Necromunda. Stories like a 13-year-old girl with a broken back knocking out an eight-foot muscle man with her bare hands, <laughs> you know, nearly nearly winning the day for her team. Um, that's what Necromon is about. It was fantastic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got a decent whack of cash out of it, uh, the result of which is my leader is now decked out in heavy carapace armor, so he has hey. a, a two-up armor save from the front arc, which nice. is and three-up from all other directions, which is insane in Necromunda. Mm, yeah, like that, that's definitely. ridiculous that you... Usually the best you get to is like a five up or a four up, and he's ro- he's rolling around like, nah, I'm a little slower, but hey, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with me. Um, yeah, Happy and that's uh, that is my um words. Uh, that is my hobby for the last month. Uh, yeah. Now my community highlight. My mm. community highlight on Instagram: Painting Baron has painted an incredible zote. Uh, it's in a black yeah. and red scheme. It's got like red skin, lots of black gear. Uh, just like, just like the blending and the, the intensity of color on this. I was, I was scrolling through Instagram like a few days ago and I just like, it caught my eye immediately. It pops. Yeah. And it looks so different. Like, or it's a red zone for a start. So it's usually green, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so stylishly done. I absolutely adore it. Uh, links are in the description as always. So check, check that stuff out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, he's done a 
fantastic job. The red is amazing. I love the sort of almost matte black that mm. he's done as well. Um, so smooth. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And, and actually, this may, people may not agree with this, but I actually like how minimalistic the base is mm. as well. Yeah, it sort of doesn't de- it sort of doesn't detract from the actual model because obviously he's made it minimalistic to look like it's in the Blackstone Fortress. Yeah, you know, just a black yeah, exactly. floor with you know tiles basically. So no, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Such a good job. Yeah. Oh, oh. The standard of people. Obvious, <laughs> I swear. I know. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much, Cameron. You have been a busy lad. Yeah. So um, <laughs> before I, t- I talk about my busyness, uh, we'll quickly do the episode hobby tip. Um, this one is sort of amalgamation of different conversations I've had, I think, in the last month or so. Mm. Um, and this is, you know, a reoccurring theme for quite a few people. It's people that obviously I've spoken to on our Discord, which is, uh, being a hobby butterfly now uh where people are you know obviously going from one hobby to to another and you know sometimes making progress sometimes not and so one theme i've noticed uh from myself and uh, for a few other people is mm. that i think that you know one recommendation which may or may not work for you but it's something to consider is if you feel that you are you know, a hobby butterfly, which to be fair is most of us and where we, (laughs) we bounce between and you feel like that's not working for you or say you, I know you pick up a project, you do a bit of it, you put it down because you're not feeling it anymore and you give up on it. You do. And you do that a few times, you know, because, because sometimes with this hobby, the way it goes is you, I feel like, you know, when it comes to an army, a faction, a project, you you've got sometimes you may have the best of intentions to get into it and uh, you know all these great elaborate ideas and then you actually get into it and it you're just not feeling it because mm, of whatever yeah. reason something doesn't you know happen sometimes it can be as simple as the models like as in you love the look of the models and like i you know i've had this where you 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 know, you want to get into a project and you're, you're making the models, you're building them, you're doing some kit bashing, you're doing some converting. But sometimes the models, you just don't click with them either. They're very fragile, you know, and if mm. you've got, you know, fat fingers like me, you know, you you you, you feel like you're constantly under pressure not to break anything. Whereas yeah. you're like, you know, sometimes you think, you know what, I'm just going to stink to Chunky Boys, you know, whether it's Ogres or, you know, or Death Guard <laughs> or something like that. You know, yeah. just think, you know what, I, these these guys I can be a bit more, you know, heavy-handed with yeah, and, yeah. and things like that. But my, sorry, going back to my, what I was trying to say, my original point is, is I think, and this comes in nicely with the nostalgia thing we were talking about earlier, is mm. I think if you're struggling in that regard, is consider going back to your roots. And what I mean by that is I think for a lot of us, especially when you've been in and out of the hobby or you've been doing it for a long time, there's probably a few factions which, you know, in, in air quotes, you would consider your roots. You know, the things mm. that you you loved so much as a kid, they were your favourites. They were the thing that got you into the hobby and you've always loved and never never thought different about them as mm. and, and sometimes even though they are that love of yours you may have not touched them for a long time or you know you may have just you know deliberately not touched them for a while because you you know you don't want to spoil it but they're that they're your sort of hobby love for a reason yeah and i think that's something to always you know think back upon you know um you know I've, like i said I've just because i've had this conversation with a few people recently where they're they're struggling and they're enjoying the hobby so much more by going you know what i bloody love chaos space marines that's what i'm going to work on and mm. they're and and they're smashing through their hobby stuff because in effect they've been working on you know, in hindsight, the wrong projects, the wrong armies that just yeah. haven't clicked with them. So if you're in that position, just think what, what are you, you know, literally what is your favorite 
armies out there, whether it's AOS, 40k or whatever, what is your favorites? Mm. And, you know, obviously if you've been working on them recently, fine. Okay. Then you may not want to, but if you've not touched them for a long time, whether it's, you know, especially as a kid, you know, you've come back as an adult, you know, go, you know what? I, I collected orcs when I was a kid. I loved them, but mm. you've not gone, to, you've not touched them since you've returned to the hobby. Maybe that's what you need to do. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just something to think about really. Cause they are, like I said, they're your love for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Love cannot be broken. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's the hobby tip for this episode. Something to think about. Mm. So, right, let's get stuck into my hobby. Um, I've been, I've, I've, I've done stuff, Cameron. I've yes. been a busy lad, actually, in some manner of speaking. <laughs> so, uh, which is good because last time I hadn't been. So, you know, thing, things turn around. You know, there's always, you know, peaks and troughs with this hobby. So, yeah. let's start with what I've bought. Um, I've bought some similar things to you actually i've got <laughs> broken realms marathi read that i've got traitor by deed i haven't started it yet um i have got uh what else have i got i've got the the sons of bayam at home but i've already i bought that previously and something else that you bought work wise i can't remember uh darkness mm. in the blood yeah uh, i've got that too so yeah I've, I've got those ready to read i haven't done much re- i haven't read any reading apart from marathi to be fair but mm. you know it's been one of those months i've been doing other things so uh, when it comes to buying models, I've got the the new uh, Broken Realms box for the um, for the the Dark Elves, basically Ooh. the the Drusa Krayath box. That's yeah. one with the the Black Dragon yeah. and those. Uh, again, this is talking about you know going back to your loves, and that's one of those for me is Dark Elves. I already have some for my Cities of Sigma, and, and mm. obviously with the new Marathi box, uh, I thought you know what. I think I can pull these guys together and yeah. get a bit of nostalgia going. So yeah, I've got yeah, that box yeah, yeah. ready to to uh, <laughs> get stuck into at some point. Um, and I did play with them, not oh, physically, digitally, yeah. um, which I'll talk about uh, quite shortly. Um, <laughs> I've also been working on my ogres. I've mm-hmm. uh, been building a butcher, which yeah. I'm actually quite happy with. He's, um, so he's cool. looking good. <laughs> he's um, So he's... Uh, basically based on the nightmare hulk that you can get or could get it's hard to get mm. now that's part of the the kill team uh rogue trader expansion so one of the big nurgle yeah, sort of dudes. But there's yeah. one with the cleaver basically and he is the perfect match for a ogre butcher because obviously a lot of people will kit bash or convert their butchers and slaughter masters mm. because you're relying on the expensive fine cast versions which you know often a lot of people don't want to do myself yeah. included and they're not so, great <laughs> no exactly they're not bad but they're not great and yeah they're expensive fine cast you mm-hmm. know over here they're like 37 pounds or something Ugh, you're like God. whoa that's Jesus. not cool not for fine cast no. that's just not 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 fly <laughs> so I, i'm gonna i'm making my own so yeah so I've, basically what i've done is i've taken the nightmare hulk and i've had to take away his nurgleness basically mm-hmm. um which wasn't too bad to do to be fair um so basically the main bit is taking off the the basically the heads that are growing on his shoulder and arm um mm-hmm. which i could have got away with maybe as a butcher but it just no nah, it just looked too nurgle so i basically you know cut them away filed them down uh put a bit of green stuff uh mm-hmm. over the you know where there's a basic gap has formed and it looks fine. Um, and actually what I've done in regards to his belly, which is actually probably the biggest bit of work to do, because basically his belly has got lots of little mouths and, and teeth and such like, which again, wouldn't really mm. go with uh, an ogre butcher. So what I did is I, uh, I literally cut away all the protruding teeth that, and 
lips and things like that. Yeah. So to make it, you know, as flat as possible. And then basically just covered it in and smoothed it over with green stuff. Mm. So he's just basically just got a big round belly because he's an ogre butcher. He's going to have a big round belly. Um, he's then, I've just given him one of the ogre heads that just look appropriate. Mm. And that's it really. It just, and oh, sorry, I've put a few extra bits on him. Like I put some, obviously some knives, a few cleavers on him. Yeah. And he's basically in his, in his right hand, which is sort of, uh, turning away from him i've put a um like a little keg in there nice. as well and yeah you know i i'm i'm happy with him i think you know he's just ready just to prime and paint now basically but i'm, I'm you know for a uh, a model that was completely different in the first place i'm i think it's gone quite well to be mm. fair so i'm i'm, I'm yeah. happy with him um and talking of ogres i've started building some mine guts as well but that's <laughs> about uh, but all I can really say on that, yeah. to be honest. And uh, but I've done a bit of forty k stuff. I've been going back to, again, again back to my roots again. Going back to care Space Marines. So I've been, uh, I've built most of my five Terminators. I've started building Khan the Betrayer, and I've started continuing with my berserkers that were sort of halfway being done. Mm. Uh, I've got some new chain axes on the way. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, they they've arrived. I just the. Um, Martin ordered for me, so I need to get them off him, which is the ones from Pop Go the, Goes the Monkey, which mm. is a, quite a very popular 3D printing uh, accessory uh, shop. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they turn out. Uh, and also I've been doing a, uh, a Terminator Lord to go with them as well. So nice. doing a bit of uh, bits and bobs in regard to uh, Care Space Marine. So that's been cool as well. Um, nothing really else of note to, to really say, but like I said, I've been uh, doing some, some cool bits with them as well. So mm. I... Uh, well, I'm, yeah, I've bought some on the way. I've got some new brushes now. I've <laughs> I've spent a lot of time this month, or it feels like it anyway, watching the Artis Opus brushes videos. Oh, now, Artis I love Opus, those. they're so yeah, good. they're 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 <laughs> so cool. Now they so Artis Opus is a a company, uh, a brand that does uh, some very quite cool high end brushes, mm. uh, particularly a dry brush set that. Uh, looks very cool and uh, you can check them out I'll, I'll try and remember to put the links in the description um i think the the guy one of the guys behind artist artist opus is one of the guys that's part of face hammer podcast and mm. in turn is part of element games so it's all big connections there but uh they they were they did a kickstarter a while ago and now you can buy them normally um like i said they're not cheap but they what again if you look at their dry brush videos of what mm. they can achieve yeah just through dry brushing stippling and and those sort of techniques, uh, yeah. it's amazing and very simple. You know, again, hmm. I haven't tried them yet because they've not arrived. But, yeah, basically I've ordered them. I I, I was um, – <laughs> it was the other night and I I thought I've been watching these videos all week long. I've got a spare bit of money from selling a few kits that I got rid of uh, this week. Um, and then I was lo- – <laughs> it was great. I was looking at the website thinking, shall I buy them? And then I thought, no, 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 just think on it a bit longer because basically the box of them is £60. So that's that's cool. quite expensive yeah. for some brushes. That's not cheap. You get four brushes in there. You get some so- – you know, the cleaning soap and you get the dampening pad that, mm. that helps you, you know, mo- uh, moisten it and such like. So it's, it's not cheap. You know, it's a bit of an investment. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'll just – I'll sleep on it. I played a game of AOS. I was talking about them again look with uh with pete who was who i just played i then went uh back on the store and they'd gone down in price because of black friday just kicked in on their store store and i thought nice sod it let's buy them yeah. <laughs> they've gone down a bit cheaper there's it's free postage you know they've, they've gone down to 50 something quid now i'm buying them sod it Hell so yeah. uh yeah so I, i'll tell you how they look when 
they arrived. Like I said, they've not been sent to me yet, so I've only mm. just placed the order. So yeah, I can't wait to see if they you know do the results and and also the quickness. I want to I want basically a technique and a uh, a method to you know to to do a lot of you know base coating. And, yeah, because basically the video showed to stipple base coats, which I've never really seen so much before. Um, yeah. when it comes to that side of thing, I've seen it here and there, but not to that sort of level really. Mm. And yeah, it just intrigues me. And I was thinking, you know, what, if I can just smash through some base coats and and things like that, then you know, I'll get so much more done painting wise. Yeah. So I'm yeah, absolutely going to see how they how they how they look basically. Awesome. So so yeah, I've got those on the way. Um, right, and the last bits of hobby, uh, probably the cool bits. This is me playing stuff. Um, now <laughs> I let's start with Wrath and Glory. So Wrath and Glory, yes. I, I I'm now. I am now, I've broken my DM virginity now, Cameron. I am now officially a DM uh, in uh, tabletop (laughs) RPG. So, yeah, we started our Wrath and Glory campaign. Uh, We're about, we just did our third session last night. And Mm. uh, so far, so good. Um, People seem to be enjoying it. I'm basically using a pre-made camp, you know, a little mini campaign that came out. But I am tweaking it. um, Yeah. Because, you know, these guys, they, they don't stick to the, (laughs) <laughs> the rules oh, no. so yeah, i'm right. having to, you know I, I i know that because i've played with them for you know other campaigns as a player so i know how they work so <laughs> i've had to you know tweak things as they go but i i feel like i'm finding my feet it's 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 been it's been good so far so basically the the in a nutshell the the the, the agents the you know the, the group they're trying to find this sort of xenos uh artifact on a, on a uh basically this moon mm. that is responsible for grinding you know corpses into into mulch basically to nice. feed the imperium yeah um yeah. it's uh, it's quite grim dark actually in lots of places but we've had some great little scenes we've had space marines th- falling through a roof and then in turn it, it set off the automated shotgun that was on the on the the uh the, the door of the little mm. shanty they were investigating um we've had last night a, a frag grenade took out 10 of the local militia which oh, where the guts God. were flying onto the local you know people in the market um uh, we've yeah we've had we've had all sorts of one the one the gang the ganger of the group had um it was it was trying to be uh have his wounds healed by the skatari medic that's part of the group but ended up breaking their jaw so now he has had to have an augmented jaw uh attached to himself and yeah all all sorts of stuff there's conjoined mm. twin servo skulls as part of the story you know uh, it's uh, and that was not me i didn't write that that's actually yeah. part of the official yeah. story so yeah it's yeah it's been it's been great fun so far i'm really really enjoying it and it's quite nerve-wracking you know being a, a dm for the first time but yeah you know i mean luckily it's the guys i already play with so everyone's cool and yeah we're enjoying it i hope yeah. So, um, awesome. <laughs> so lastly, yeah, I've been playing some AOS. Obviously, yes. we've got lockdown here in the UK, so I've not been playing in person, but we've been playing it on Tabletop Simulator. So I've got uh, two games that I can sort of talk about that I played. So a few weeks ago, I played uh, my mate Martin. Uh, we played uh, a thousand points uh, AOS, and it was basically I played as Beast Claw Raiders, and he played as Gloom Spike Gits. Now we played. Uh, the knife to the heart uh, battle plan, which is basically, in a nutshell, you've got uh, an objective, uh, you know, main objective in in either territory, and you win by basically by if by the third battle round you have got both 
uh, objectives, the one in yours, and obviously you're holding the one in your opponent's uh, mm. territory, you win the game automatically. Yeah. So yeah. that was it. Um, I'll be honest, it didn't get to turn three. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, so basically, I was running a frost, lo- frost lord on a stone horn, mm-hmm. uh, four Mournfang, and one of the uh, the beast rider on a stone horn. I literally had six models. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that was it. Um, and uh, Martin was running basically quite a squig heavy uh, army. So he had like a mangler squig. He had uh, two lots of twelve squig herds. So I think he had fifteen. Uh, Boingrot Bounders and three of the uh, the Trogoths as well. So mm. uh, yeah, uh, it, it was it, it was it, it ended up being quite one sided. Uh, um, well, unfortunately for Martin, uh, fortunate for me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, basically I I I gave him the first turn because I had the lowest drops. Uh, he luckily did what I hoped he would, would do, which was advance uh, towards me. Uh, and obviously the good thing is when then it came to my turn, it meant with, you know, most of my units having, you know, at least a 14 inch move because they're hungry. And when mm. ogres are hungry, they get an extra two <laughs> inches to, to movement. Uh, I just managed to charge all his units basically with, well, the, the units that were in front of me. So uh, yeah, basically my, my frost Lord like wiped out 10 of his, his uh, bounders in one round mm. uh he's uh they the the mournfang did the same on the other five bounders yep. um the beast riders were fighting uh fighting the the trogos and ended up killing them and then what happened which again luckily for me is then when on the second battle round where you have to roll off to see who gets it i i'm when i won the roll which meant i could then give myself the second turn and then what was quite good is that because my units are pretty much wiped out the units in the first turn that they were fighting mm. they could charge again to the units that were behind hey. them basically uh so frost lord got stuck into the mangler squig wiped mm. him out in one oh. um one round Price. the the Mournfang did the same <laughs> to the, the squigs um yeah and unfortunately i did lose the beast riders uh mm. in the end which is on the uh, they just literally just got whittled down but honestly the frost lord on the stone horn my god they're <laughs> such a on the charge they're they're scary. I mean, they're 400 points. So that was you know, yeah. almost half my army, but yeah, literally. So yeah, by the end of turn two, I'd literally wiped out all of them. So we didn't get to turn three. Um, mm. It was, yeah, it was quite fun <laughs> in that sense. Um, and then second game I played, which was only a couple of nights ago. Uh, so I kept played against Pete from on our discord and we played uh, again, thousand points. And I played as uh, cities of Sigmar. Uh, with this new city called Harkaron, um, mm. you know, Ooh. just saying. Um, Interesting. What a way that is. <laughs> yeah, no idea. So this new city. Um, so I played a thousand points of them. I played uh, a dreadlord on a black dragon, uh, a sorceress on foot, two lots of ten dread spears, which is your your dark elf spearman, uh, twenty dark shards, which is your crossbowman, your dark elf ones, uh, ten shadow warriors. And uh, five Kinnerai heart renders mm. from the Daughters of Cain. Again, yep. they just happened to be in there. Um, so uh, that was my army, and I played against Gleam of Spike Gits again, um, which was which was quite nice because it was uh, quite a different list to the one I played with uh, against Martin. So Pete brought like Scragrot, uh, Shooters, Stabbers, mm. and Trogos instead. So it wasn't it wasn't as squig heavy as the the other one was, um, and it was and it was quite and it was good for Pete because I think it was his first ever game of AOS as well. Oh, um, I mean, nice. he was familiar with everything. So uh, yeah, we we had a good game and we played uh, Forcing the Hand, uh, basically Forcing the Hand is where you've got three objectives in in each of your territories and each 
each turn your your you your opponent picks one of their objectives to be the primary one of theirs and basically if you get that one it's worth more points like it's worth three victory points whereas all the others are worth one mm. um yeah. uh, obviously the way you play it is that you obviously make it the what the most awkward one possible for your opponent oh yeah, yeah that's absolutely. the way it's going to be um and i'll be honest i think in all the the five rounds that we played uh none of us managed to get each other's main one you know the the, the but uh yeah again it was it was, it was a good game really good game um mm. uh it was uh, again it was it was it's still quite one-sided towards me, but not as much as the first game uh, went, you know, went, went really well for me. Whereas this one sort of, mm. like I said, it was a bit tougher. Um, and yeah, I, yeah uh, I tell you what, Dark Shards, whoa boy, Dark Shards <laughs> are, are beastie. Yeah. Um, they're put, cause they're putting out two shots each, you know, so that's 40 shots yeah. coming out. Um, and you know, they like, they can, if there's a sorceress near them, they can mm. run in, they can, sorry, they can run and shoot you know, advance and shoot so they yeah. can get right close. Uh, yeah, honestly, I was, you know, they can ping uh, enemies down quite well and you can give them, a, a, you know, a few other buffs as well. Uh, yeah, Dragon was really cool. Dragon mm. is scary. Um, <laughs> yeah, managed to smash through a lot of u- different units as well. Mm. Uh, I lost my Heart Renders. They didn't really do much. Ah, uh, Shadow shit. Warriors, I lost all those as well. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Warriors were cool. Um, mm. they, they hung in there, but yeah, you know, they, again, it's, you know, typical AOS, they can... They can get whittled down, um, but it, it ended up becoming a bit of a game of attrition, where yeah. effectively I was just holding, you know, the the the, the objectives in mine my half. I managed to grab some of those in his half temporarily, and then because I was whittling down his units, he just didn't really get chance to be able to get into my territory to take right, my right. objectives away. I was just, you know, yeah. so effectively my my dress spears neither neither of them fought, neither units fought because they were just they were just sitting on objectives. It's basically my. Um, you know, my dark shards whittling down. The the dragon was getting stuck in. Uh, the sorceress didn't do anything, but then she was aiding the dark shards by getting yeah. them to run. And yeah. you know, it's just yeah, it was cool. Um, yeah, really cool game. You know, it was it was good. And it was it was good fun. You know, playing with someone who hadn't like I said, hadn't played AOS before and was really you know happy learning it. And we're going to try and make it quite a regular thing. So mm, awesome. uh, it was nice. It, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool to actually play some you know some you know games as as much as you can in this you know lockdown environment etc so mm. yeah awesome that's uh that's been my hobby right so let us talk uh about my community highlight i think mm. um remember what it was <laughs> so yeah this one this one has been doing the rounds on on reddit um and I, well i saw it on twitter initially but i've seen it on reddit so uh it's by uh at insane underscore pc mm-hmm. on uh twitter now <laughs> he, what happens when you combine you know two chaos god uh you know things going on here this is where Oof. basically he's taken the the lord of skulls from you know from corn and basically sort of combine it with you know, a Nurgle side of things, almost like yeah. parts of a great unclean one by the look uh, of it. It's the Glockin, I'm pretty sure. Ah, Glockin, that's yeah. it. Yes, you're right. Yes, it is. Uh, it looks unbelievable. It looks such a cool combination. Mm, um, yeah. And you, you can tell that he's just done it because why not? You know, hmm. I like these two models. Let's combine them. And it just looks utterly glorious. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what much more to say really on it. Yeah. It's just, again, check out the link for this one because and it's also the paint job the paint job is fantastic as well nicely understated uh so yeah this lovely combination of corn and nurgle in one model and what i love about it 
and again this is to me is always one of the biggest compliments you can give someone when they do a, a conversion is it looks like a model that you would just sell straight out of the box it does mm. not look like it's been converted it looks like you would just buy that you know yeah if you didn't know yeah, any better absolutely. so yeah oh man <laughs> so good so so good oh. uh right shall we finish up with our discord highlights i think yes i think we shall Yes. So, who is your pick for this episode, Cameron? Okay, my pick is uh, Dranger13, uh, who has been working on a Primarch of the Second Lost Legion. Uh, mm. I, I, I just realized it's a Gilliman conversion, but uh, he's turned yeah. the Emperor Sword into a big spear. He's got like a, <laughs> a really cool hooded head. Uh, he looks great. Essentially, I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes, like when it's finished. But I just like. I like um like the like the uh the lost legions are things I don't think about a lot but mm-hmm. I love I love when someone else is clearly thinking about them and something like <laughs> yeah, a project yeah, like I this agree. pops up it's it's super cool. Um Gilliman is a nice yeah. model uh but mm-hmm. I'm not really an Ultramarines fan so it's really fun to see something else being done with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, fantastic and it sort of came out of nowhere on our discord yeah yeah which is great because obviously so that's what some people do don't they where we see the sometimes the work in progress and mm. then sometimes we just mm. see them where they're pretty much finished or almost finished and it's like bang here you go this is what i've been doing and it's like wow that is uh, amazing and, yeah. and and what i like about it and i like when people do this is when like you said when they take a model which they may not be interested in. I don't know that for certain in this case, but you know, like you said, where you're like, well, I like Gilliman's model, but I don't collect Ultramarines, but I want to do mm. something with it. And that's the perfect way to do it. You know, completely overhaul them. You see it with, uh, with uh, Abaddon as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm making a conscious effort to call him Ab- um, <laughs> Abaddon. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Abaddon instead of Abaddon. Because, um, <laughs> it's hard. You know, it's hard, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's he's done such an awesome job on that. It looks absolutely mm. amazing. Yeah. Um, and my Discord highlight is from Zero Spirit, where he has mm. done some slangors for his Blood Bowl yeah. team. They look so good. I just, so, I mean, well, so colourful. <laughs> they are. I mean, so slanesh. Um, I'm loving the colour combination. Actually, mm. the 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 sort of the the pinky purple with blue and green. You know, yeah. on paper it doesn't sound like it would actually go as much, but it really does. It's such a lovely mm. combination, and it yeah. works in Blood Bowl as well. Um, oh yeah. Again, he he always does really cool stuff because he and he, it's cool because he does a lot of Blood Bowl stuff as well, yes. and it's nice because obviously not everyone does Blood Bowl consistently. A lot, you know, people dabble or don't touch it at all. So again, mm. when we're seeing a lot of our stuff, which is mainly obviously AOS and 40k, it's great when you see people working on you know stuff that's not the norm as such. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, amazing job, mate. Amazing job. Well done, all. Yes, indeedy. So yeah, people have been busy. People are getting <laughs> the good stuff done. And we are going to be busy now, busy having a break. Because yeah. we need it. And <laughs> when we return, it's Warhammer News time. Back soon. Welcome back. We're ready because Ooh. where there's Warhammer, there's news. Yeah. Always. Exactly. Forever. It never stops. So Cameron, <laughs> it really doesn't. What, what's, what, yeah, what's been happening? Alrighty, folks, we'll be heading over to the 40,000th year first. Mm. 40k news. Mm. Uh, there's been a decent dump of news for 40k. Um, 
first off, there was there was a big online preview named Decadence and Decay. I'm a little disappointed by the amount of decay, but very happy with the amount of decadence in there. Um, <laughs> so I'll jump right in. Um, we are getting a Vigilist-style campaign series again, because uh, we previously had Warzone Vigilist in 8th edition, uh, and it seems relatively soon we're going to be kicking off 9th edition with Warzone Caradon, um, mm. starting with... Uh, Goodness, what's the name of it? Let me check this handy-dandy article. Act 1, The Book of Rust. Um, And either there's going to be new models, or this is the first time, like, a piece of book cover art has been made into a rumor engine. Not 100% sure there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But essentially, uh, this deals with Typhus, Herald of Nurgle, uh, Wayward Son of Moltarion, attempting to claim Forgeworld Metallica. Um, so, it's got this big story background of this war zone going on, but also has supplemental, uh, essentially codex supplement rules for Death Guard, Adeptus Mechanicus, Imperial Knights, and Drukari, interestingly enough, mm, yeah. uh, who are apparently taking advantage of the confusion caused by Typhus's invasion, uh, and also has rules for playing through the Caradon campaign for yourself. Um, mm. people are a little at odds about the news on this one. Uh, I think... I really like the Vigilist stuff, personally. Uh, both yeah. story-wise, I found it quite interesting, and rules-wise, it brought some fun things in, like specialist attachments and whatnot. I think it is weird to have supplements so early, because uh, Death Guard are coming by the end of the year. Uh, Drukari, as we'll discuss, are coming at the start of next year. Um, and <laughs> yeah. there's the possibility, depending on when this... Re- Presumably this will release after all the related codexes are released... There's yeah. a possibility these some of these factions will be getting a codex supplement before their codex, which is yeah, going to be a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, we will see. Uh, but uh, I'll I'll be picking it up. I'm definitely interested. Yeah, same man. We'll see. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sort of. Uh, I I must admit I was, you know, I wasn't wowed by it when no. this was the decay part of the of the uh, reveal. I mean, like I said, it's cool. I mean, like you, I loved Vigilus. I thought it was a, it was a cool story. Obviously we covered both mm. books here on the show. Uh, check it out if we already haven't <laughs> uh, many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's cool. And you know, and I, I think what I w- hope happens with this, which is what I th- sort of feel happens with Vigilus or shouldn't have happened with Vigilus is that Vigilus happened. We got these cool books and like I said, there were some cool detachments, and then sort of Vigilus sort of got forgotten about, like it almost yeah. never happened. You know, yeah. it's like everyone forgot about it. <laughs> and I hope it's not the same again with this, where it's just, oh yeah. I mean, I know obviously narratively things will, you know, get forgotten because things move on, but yeah. sometimes cool stuff happens and it, it gets forgotten, or something, yeah, I, I hope something sort of good comes from this something big you know yeah. something meaty you know yeah. again like we were saying with the broken realms where you're like yeah look at this that this this you know mm. literally changing the shape of things so yeah uh, yeah i it's never a bad thing more no, more no. more narrative stuff is cool some new rules so nothing bad will come out of it but mm. i just hope it's just not a you know it gets fired off into the distance and then yeah you know, never seen again yeah. really given the quality of broken realms i'm hopeful i think yes Simply yep. enough, if Vigilus did one thing different, it would have been super memorable and everyone would have definitely been still talking about it at least, which is, if at the end of the two Vigilus books, 
Abaddon actually killed Marnius Kalgar for realsy, for good and <laughs> yeah. permanence, that would be super memorable. People would be talking about that still. That's true. Yeah. Like the yeah. the only thing that let Vigilus down was the was the classic ah two named characters clash and neither of them are killed despite being you yeah. know ancient <laughs> yeah. hateful enemies. Um, and the status quo didn't really change. I think Vigilus would have had more impact. Yeah, Marnius Kalgar is killed. Abaddon takes Vigilus. And the Imperium has yet another path between Nihilus and uh, the Imperium that's safe cut off. I think that would be mm-hmm. cool. And the, like, the rest of it was great. It's just like that one mm-hmm. bit right at the end where they kind of fell into their normal stalemate nonsense. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. If, if this book ends with Typhus takes Forge World Metallica, hell yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Typhus, yeah. Typhus has this Forge World now. You can still play a Metallica army. There's Metallica expedition fleets all over the galaxy, but the Forge World itself is gone. <laughs> yeah, I think that. And be cool. then hopefully we see, you know, Death Guard demon engines or oh, more of them. I should say. Yeah, actually, cool. I'll have to mention that at some point in here. I'll mention right at the end. There's been some stuff about that, um, ah. <laughs> or along the lines of that. Um, the mm. Plague Purge mission pack is a Crusade mission pack themed around the Caradon War Zone. Uh, so Crusade rules for campaigning in rusty, decaying areas and things. Uh, much like the, the previous one that was more Necron Pariah Zone themed. Uh, I have not read yeah. that. I have not tried it out. Uh, people are saying good things about it. Everyone I hear talking about Crusade says they love Crusade. So, mm-hmm. hey, more yeah. Crusade stuff. Cool. Who cares nice. about that? Drukari are getting a new codex. They're the first Xenos codex next year. They are uh, apparently just getting a bump across the board in terms of combat effectiveness, and I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. yeah also, also their, their codex art is so good. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. I love the art. I must admit, I'm liking, I'm loving the art of these books anyway. Mm. I think mm. it's nice that they're actually they've gone to the effort of updating them because obviously that was only snag with the. 8th edition books is yeah. most of them were the same art from 7th which was a bit yeah. lazy yeah. so it's lovely that they've they've changed them you know which is fitting because obviously they've changed the art of the actual logo itself so it's only appropriate mm. that uh, they do that as well yeah love yeah. it and I can't wait to see what they what they do with these I, yeah. I love me some Drakari. yeah, yeah uh, it looks like they're not going to be punished for wanting to take a bunch of detachments uh, anymore because that, <laughs> yeah. that was the thing in 8th was they took a bunch of patrol detachments and then ninth happened, and you don't want to take more than one detachment all of a sudden. Mm. Um, so it looks like they're uh, they're going to get some help with that. And uh, we got to look at the upgraded Incubi, who now just have straight damage two on all their melee weapons, which is scary as hell. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, and coming alongside them will be Codex Supplement Dark Angels, which has even better cover art. Holy shit! I just looked at that. That's really yeah. good. Um, uh, which includes a bunch of really cool things. Uh, Ravenwing are getting faster and more deadly. Uh, you can initiate units into the Deathwing, including Dreadnoughts, which is really cool. Love it. Love uh, it. And a whole bunch of Fallen-related stuff, which is fun. Um, Deathwing Vanguard detachments and Ravenwing Outrider detachments will get the objective secured, so you can actually field your all-Terminator or all-Bike army effectively in the objective-focused game. That's ninth edition. Um and they've got some really fun crusade rules, like if you fight a battle and get rid of some fallen units, you can capture one of them to interrogate them and buff up one of your chaplains <laughs> for the rest of the crusade. Uh, all so kinds cool. of fun stuff. Uh, it's coming out j- early January 2021, uh, so that's mm. exciting. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. Uh, the Battle Forces, 
they are up for pre-order right now. You probably can't get half of them right now. <laughs> Actually, I've got, I've got to check that. Let me pull up the pre-order page so I can see what we're working well, with. Well, I, I know over here, like, the Necron one just disappeared. Yeah. In, like, oh, yeah, that's minutes. gone. That's gone for that sure. That was gone. Absolutely, yeah, because we, well, we got the we got the Necrons one, we got the Tyranids one, uh, we got Chaos Space Marines. Chaos Space Marines uh, and the Space Marines one as well, yeah. Um, that's it. Let's have a quick look. Uh, da, 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 da. Going through all this, show me, show me the battle forces. Show me battle force. Uh, so there's the Astra Militarum, Astra Militarum battle force, which is oh yeah, that one. <laughs> a, a ton of guardsmen, a sentinel, a chimera, and a few heavy weapon teams, and a manticore. I want to say. I don't know. If yeah, the I think so. Yeah. I I I think it's I I I I know. I obviously I rib upon Imperial Guard, but it's quite a sad looking one that one it's one i look at it, i think oh mm. it could be you know it's not yeah. the most and actually saying that yeah i'm on the gw site here in the uk yeah and of the six you know because obviously there's the tau one as well so you know there's oh, six yeah. of them all together necrons tau care space marines space marines tyranids and uh imperial guard and all of them are sold out apart from the <laughs> imperial guard one yeah yeah i think yeah. was there one a couple of years ago an imperial guard one I think there was, was it yeah. last year because I remember that being the one that was on the shelf until like October. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think this store. one's going to be the same. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tyranids one is fun. I'm not sure if it's mm. super great for building an army with, but it's got all kinds of fun and interesting things in it. Um, the Space Marines yeah. one is great if you love uh, the Vanguard stuff, and they are trying That's to right. sell you ten Reavers again. They really want to get rid of <laughs> they love Reavers. It. They love getting rid of Reavers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Always. And then sold out for me is the Tau one, which is uh, yeah. Fire Warriors, Pathfinders, Suits, and uh, Drones. Oh, and a little, uh, what is that, a Barracuda? I forget what their little tank is called. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think you get, and they get a Commander and a, a, a Broad Broadside as well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a nice, nice, yeah. Mm. Uh, the Chaos Space Marines one is naturally gone because it was 10 Chaos Space Marines, 5 Havocs, 5 Terminators, a Forge Fiend, and a Chaos Lord. It's, that was, was always going to go. Yeah. That's a really good base for That's, a Chaos yeah, Space Marine army. It's so good. Um, and the Necron one uh, disappeared, which interestingly enough was the banner for Necrons. Like the, the image for this battle force was the banner for Necrons for like yeah, the last four months. So they've been teasing it. In um, plain sight. In plain sight. <laughs> yeah, it was Warriors, Immortals, uh, Triarch Praetorians, a Cryptek, a Tomb Spider, a Doom Scythe, and a Triarch Stalker. There's so many units in there. Uh, it was really good. Mm. Kind of a little yeah. sad I didn't get it, but hey, that's life. Um, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Um, also yeah. up for pre-order is the Codex Supplement Blood Angels. Um, yes. And also in Australia, we're finally getting the Primaris Chaplain on bike, Hexmark Destroyer. Oh, hey. They're finally here. Um, but yeah, the Blood Angels are up for order. Um, I've watched two battle reports with them, and they seem really oh, freaking yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially the, the Death Company. Oh, side my of things. God, so the Death Company. You, you, you can now run Death Company detachments effectively because obviously you've got you've obviously got the normal death company you've got the intercessors you've got obviously the the dreadnought as well but you can now induct like lieutenants and captains in there as well yeah um and i i I forgot actually as well is they've they've actually put up the the intercessor uh kit up for pre-order as well for death Mm. company um which i would my recommendation because i was looking at this earlier so um 
you basically get five intercessors. So it's basically half a box because obviously a normal mm. box is 10. So you're getting two, yeah. two of the four sprues in there. And effectively what they've done is they've put in the, the blood angels primaris mm. upgrade sprue yeah. as well. Um, my, again, people do what they want, but I think that what I would do in this situation, if you're wanting to sort of go this route is mm. potentially get the, the normal box of 10 intercessors yeah. uh, and then find the bits on eBay for, death mm. company because economically you'll probably do better because at the moment it's uh looking on the uk site here it's 27 pound 50 yeah. for that box for the five intercessors yeah uh for 35 pound or your equivalent mm. you know obviously elsewhere is you can dollars. get the box of 10 you know <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> a million squadillion mm. of all your dollars One uh but no for million. like you know you know for <laughs> yeah, exactly uh so for you know for you know, a little bit more comparatively, yeah. you know, uh, you can get the 10 box of mm. intercessors. Yeah. And then like I said, for, I'm sure for a, a few pounds, you could buy, find a few death company bits on eBay. They're always oh, going yeah. Absolutely. Um, on there. So, you know, I, you know, I know you end up spending more, but you could easily, you know, it's more economical to do it that way. If you want at least 10 of them, mm. than trying yeah. to do this five way of doing it. Yeah. Exactly. That's, just, that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and coming with them are the gladiator tank variants and the assault yes. intercessors which is nice mm. uh i guess yeah. we can safely assume the the primaris land speeder and the heavy intercessors will be coming with the dark angels um mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. makes sense uh yeah. they i, I think i think they, these are good fits they've got kind of the the equivalent of a ball predator and assault marines for primaris coming yeah. with blood angels yeah. it, makes it sense. works yeah yeah yeah. Um, then uh, finally, we've got some Death Guard news. Uh, Space Marine Heroes Series 3, the Death Guard one, is available. Go buy it. They're super mm. cool models. They're a little expensive, yeah, definitely. but they're so good. And like I said, worth your money, <laughs> worth your money in Nurglings. Um, we've also seen the Miasmic Malignifier, um, mm. which is essentially going to be a Death Guard terrain piece, which is interesting. Uh, it, mm. It's a big, smokestacky, boilery looking thing. Which I will probably end up sticking on a night at some point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put money on that. <laughs> um, it's, it's. We'll see if it's worth taking. Um, probably won't be, but hey, it's cool. Um, but yeah, along with that, uh, some leaks have been happening with the Death Guard. Uh, because mm. much like happened with the Necrons and the Space Marines, uh, those little repackaged things with the simplest simplified stat lines on the black back are coming out. Um, yep. My Fiddick Blight Haulers are going to be really good. I'm just saying it right mm. now. Um, they've they've gained a wound. Uh, they have they've gained attacks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they've gained all 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 demon engines appear to be going to three up uh, weapon skill and ballistic skill, which is super cool. Yes, they should I have heard, always yeah, been I'd that. Heard that. Um, yeah, I agree. And most importantly, the fettered bloat drone has lost a wound, which means it's better because it doesn't degrade anymore because it's below two yeah. wounds. It's exactly. essentially just as tough. But now it won't get worse. Um, yeah, and it got like an extra attack and all kinds of stuff. We got the three up, three up. Uh, so yeah, Death Guard uh, looking good on the Demon Engines front. We will find out by next episode probably. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> also, Typhus has mm. had some increases. Oh my well. god, yeah, have more attacks and he's got things more like that. And he, yeah, <laughs> he's in his, in his uh, cataphracti armor, somehow he's managing to get a bit mm. uh, quicker. And also, I think as well, isn't his the hive, the plague hive, um, uh, 
gone to as an aura now isn't uh, it? or something like that um the sheets don't have like the that. rules on but the thing is it's mm. usually a pistol and he no longer has any ranged weapons so it is assumed yeah. it's become an aura which i think mm. is good like it was a yeah, pistol that hit on sense. fives i think if you change it to a seven inch aura of in the shooting phase enemy units roll a dice for each model within seven inches of him and on a five up they take the model wound that'd be cool yeah, it'd make it super scary. Um, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited <laughs> for see. Death Guard Codex, guys. Mm, not gonna, long now, Cameron. Not long. Give it to me. I might even be able to play a game with it <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> 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 All right. But none of that matters because that was the boring part of the online preview. We're going over to the Age of Sigma. <laughs> Whoo, baby! <laughs> Sigvaldi. Oh! Back! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I'll just going to quickly interject here, Cameron. Yes. Well, is we, a year ago, mm. almost to the day mm. of this announcement, we covered the book. You yeah, know, we're we did. just saying, oh my God. That, did we, did we <laughs> go out there and get the ball rolling? Yeah. You know, in a we way. Um, this we'll, take is, the, we'll take the credit. Yeah. For it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> this is the most perfect model I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> so there's, there's two things. So First good. off, they have released a plastic Fulgrim model, if you're willing to snip off some horns and cover up some Slanesh symbols. <laughs> They've released yeah. a plastic Sanguinius, if you're willing to stick some wings on him. They've even released, over t- the course of two kits, a 40k Fulgrim model, if you buy Marathi and also Sigvald, and just kind yes. of jam them together. <laughs> He's so oh, good. man. Holy shit. Um, fuck. Like, um... <laughs> <laughs> they they did a preview where it's like the edge of the hip armor and then a bit of bare arm with a bangle. Mm. And I saw that and I went, oh my God, it is him like a week early because yeah. I have the little metal Sigvold that I got when Headlines yeah, of Slanesh yeah. came out. And that he's the only character dressed like that with bare upper arms, a bracer and the weird pointed hip armor. Yeah. He's so good. Um, Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dwarves, dwarves, and Dwarden are screwing it up for everyone all over again. Um, Nagash imprisoned him in. I, I called this. I called this. Yeah, before I think you the did. thing. Nagash imprisoned him in Shadespire because he was annoying and a, it was a punishment. And then some goddamn Dwarden profiteers, literally the team from Warhammer Underworlds, found the mirror he was stuck in and then dropped it while they were trying to sell it. And out he popped. <laughs> Just in time for Broken Realms, Marathi, and New Slanesh to happen anyway. Oh my god. It's so oh, good. It's so good. Um, it really is. I, I love oh this model so much. And it it's and and I think, you know, if you go back onto the the Warhammer community page and actually see the you know, the the announcements that day and you know when you know when you're scrolling down and they, they the website seems to do this thing where it shows you the old model mm, and then it, it mm. gets sort of wiped over with the new model it honestly just I'm, I'm just going backwards and forwards like that at the moment as it's we're talking insane. and it's so it's so night and day it really is i mean the old model i thought was really cool mm. i think you know oh, yeah. it, it still holds up relatively well but uh, this new one is yeah. just amazing to oh be honest the the amount of detail and 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 kudos to actually the 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 whoever painted it as well oh, because i think the standard you know i mean <laughs> it, yeah it, the the, the the standard of this is absolutely fantastic. I mean, obviously the paint jobs they do are always of a good standard, but this one seems to excel even oh, yeah. more than usual. Imagine it's so good. Imagine if someone painted Gilliman in non-metallic metal. 
Oh, that's what it is. Like his shield is yeah. non-metallic metal. His sword is non-metallic metal. His enormous suit of golden armor is non-metallic metal. Hell, even the uh, the bit of metal on the icon on the base is non-metallic metal, so it doesn't clash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's so good. Uh, also, he's enormous. I'm pretty sure old Sigvold comes up to about his knee. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, because he, he, I'm trying to guess sort of what size. Yeah, what, roughly what size he is. I'm hundred yeah, percent sure. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, so he's probably on a 60 mil base, I would say. Uh, I, I would put that at like an 80 if he's, okay, yeah, maybe. If he's in the Gilliman yeah. scale. But yeah, God, yeah, he, he's, he's big. He's a demon prince now. He's so good. Yeah, with horns. <laughs> with horns. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the horns. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I, I I love this. I love the fact that, you know, at random we, we spoke about, well, I say at random, we, you know, we <laughs> randomly chose to talk about him a year ago and mm. then bang. He, they're bringing him back. Oh yeah. Um, he's so and what cool. what they, what else are they bringing him back with? So yeah, he's coming <laughs> back with um what I'm going to call the powerful and necessary return of 80s chaos. Uh, yes. With the uh, the Myrmidesh Painbringers and Simbaresh Twin Souls, which is going to be a dual kit. These are these are mm-hmm. two different heavy armored infantry. So the Myrmidesh Painbringers are Solnesh worshippers who have perfected the art of killing. That's all they focus on. They've got shields, mm. they've got scimitars, they are literally just Slanesh warriors from the Realms of Chaos art- artwork. Like, yeah. my uh, yeah, my Liber Chaoticum, or whatever it was, that, that big book I bought like two months before it was done a reprint for half the price, um, literally has the artwork <laughs> of these guys in it, which is crazy to think about. Like, they, mm. they are that, they are like old school Chaos, literally made manifest in glorious high detail plastic. Um... Oh, they're, so good. They're so good. Um, and uh, their <laughs> alternate build is the Simbaresh Twin Souls, which are th- those guys, but they got bored of being perfect at killing and wanted to live a little, so they let a demonette possess them. Um, mm. And so they've got some more eclectic, a little more eccentric weapon choices, uh, a little bit yeah. of mutation going on. They all look a little bit weird, which I think works. Mm. Cause, like, I do, yeah. smooth weird. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the unit leader for the Simbaresh is just a Dark Elder Archon model waiting to happen. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, really I like know, that. He's, that. He's, he's, he's yeah. so perfect for that. Um, they're absolutely gorgeous and they're not all that's coming because we have seen in no. the background of shots what look like Slangor and I'm not ready mm-hmm. for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not ready for the stealth buff up of Beasts of Chaos that is going to be different kinds of gore being released alongside mm. other chaos factions um yeah uh we saw the one slang gore coming in diachasm it looks like there's a probably going to be a unit of them which is super awesome yeah yeah uh this oh, is so exciting i love this so much so exciting yeah i uh, <laughs> I, I, t- I tell you what when i think even though i absolutely loved when we showed Sigvald, obviously we expected it because obviously the the, the, mm. the sort of leaks or the the the, uh, the rumor hit, you know, uh, engine mm. or sort of thing that they did lean up to it, sort of suggested it. But I I think my most excitement was when I saw the pain bringers. I was like, mm. fuck yes! Mm. <laughs> they came up during the reveal. I can I can I can help myself. It was so exciting that <laughs> I, I I this honestly just just this looks one of the best kits yeah. I've seen. I I think this is gorgeous there. They're straight out of Dark Souls, <laughs> in some manner of speaking as well. They're, I love it. It's so cool, this kit. Um, from what you know, what we see so far, I cannot wait to get my hands on them when they come yeah. out. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. Um, then, 
we continue. Um, the Battle Forces mm. are up for pre-order. Yeah. Uh, again, several yeah. of them are no longer available for pre-order, depending on which ones you're <laughs> looking for. Um, let me scroll, scroll, scroll. We had da 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 da. Carriage on Overlord's Battle Force, uh, with Brock, uh, some balloon boys and three ships. Mm-hmm. Looks cool. Um, apparently not great. I don't know. Um, we have the Gloomspite Gits Battle Force, which appears to be a reiteration of the last one. Um, yeah, in a manner, in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's actually, in a way, it's probably slightly better because, because obviously the, the last one, was an odd one. It was because when when it came out last year, I can't remember what specifically was in it, but mm. you know, people were a bit like, "Wow, what, why would I want that?" It's got like three different factions, sub factions yeah. within it. You know, you had Trogoths, you had you know your your Gits, etc. And, yeah. and it was like, "Oh, why would you want that?" Whereas, uh, but it was actually one the best selling one by far. <laughs> supposedly, that's mm. what came out. And and also, you got one thing you got to remember is that with all these battle forces, in theory. They, the what dictates the battle forces is the best-selling armies of the yeah, year. Right, so in effect, right, yeah. the, these four armies that for mm. AOA and there's obviously the same for the 40k ones, but Ogres, Caradron, Gits, and Zinch were the the, the four biggest sellers. Mm. You know, from GW's perspective, because that's why they've done the battle forces for them. Um, yeah. So with the Gits one, it's actually quite good because in a way, yeah, you okay? It's you know, it's a combination of of squigs and and uh trogoths but you've got the good start to to two of the sub factions mm, and in a yeah. way you could combine them as well so i think it's actually uh, you know i think some people are uh, are dissing it a bit needlessly i think it's actually mm. probably a lot better than and i i guarantee you that people will buy that quite oh, yeah. a lot as well 100 percent. um we also have scroll 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 uh we have the disciples of zinch battle force which is gone because it was a, ho- a whole bunch of Arcanite cultists and Zangors, uh, plus some Skyfires slash Enlightened, and a Lord of Change. I oh, know. Just chuck one in. Just chuck Here one you in. go. <laughs> chuck one of the best-looking models in all of Games Workshop. Yeah. Um, it looks incredible. <laughs> it's probably yeah. good. It's gone. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the final Age of Sigma one is Ogor, More Tribes, Battle Force, Meat Grinder, Warglut. Mm. Also really, really good if you want to do Ogor, More Tribes. Um, it has... Just an absolute crap ton of ogre bodies in it. Um, you've yeah. got iron guts, you've got uh, lead belchers, you've got... I forget what the regular name for regular units, units is. My mind is going uh, Gluttons. Gluttons, that's it. Uh, yeah, they a, used to be called bulls. Yeah, you've got a tyrant, uh, you've got the uh, the cannon slash scrap launcher kit, and you've got yep. uh, a single ale guzzler, ale, ale guzzler gargant for good measure. Mm. I mean, this is actually a really, really good kit. Mm. Um, oh yeah, uh, for lo- for quite a few reasons. Uh, obviously, you know, people have really got into ogres since obviously the More Tribes book, hence why it's one of the best sellers. Um, this particular box is really good for again for a few reasons because you know if you're wanting to start a More Tribes army, which you know obviously you can go one of three ways. Mm. Generally, you can e- you go either Gutbusters, which is basically the your normal ogres yeah uh you can go beast core raiders which obviously you you know the the ones on on uh, monsters basically or you can go for a, a mix mm. and obviously the, the the start collecting box for beast core raiders is everything you're going to need for beast mm. core raiders you know whether you get sort of one two or three of them so this is a nice you know way to to go with that and what's really good is you you know you've got your you've got your tyrant as a leader you've already got three battle line ready in this one box you've got your iron guts 
you've got your lead belchers and you've got your gluttons. They all count as battle line if mm. you use the, the tyrant as a general. Yeah. So, you know, already for a 2K list, you've already got your three battle line sword. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, you've got the, you know, you've got the, the iron blaster if, you know, if you wanted to go uh, under guts, which is like the shooting uh, tribe. Uh, obviously, the, the gargan is a bit of a, oh, that's a bit of an odd one chucked in there <laughs> as well. But what I would say is, you know, what you could do, or at least for people that may see these lurking around, obviously, if you're wanting to start Sons of Bayamat, you're going to need at least three of these to mm. be your, you know, to count as your yeah. battle line for, for your army. Now, the problem is they come in boxes of two. And yeah. obviously, if you want three, <laughs> this may be the, your easy way to get a third one. Yeah. And either, yeah, you know, get it on eBay or you buy this box and, and you combine it with another two. So, yeah, there's mm. a lot of flexibility with this box. I think this one is going to do well, I mm. think. Mm. Yeah, well, it's immediately sold out here, so I assume people want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So no, I'm, I no, I think that I think these are a solid ones. I don't, I think the Caradron one is probably the weakest of them, really. Because yeah. I think from, you know, I think a lot of people would probably stick to buying a few, start collecting boxes. I think if this contained a lot of the foot, you know, the foot soldiers mm, yeah. for Caradron, I think it would probably be more appealing. But yeah. you know. It's a cool way to get those models, you yeah, know, exactly. and a cheaper, way, a cheaper way of getting them. So yeah. that's never a bad thing. Exactly. Uh, and speaking of Carajon, now available is Brewmaster General Jakob Bugmanson the um, Eleventh. <laughs> he's a super cool bugman. He's this year's bugman, and he is uh, Carajon. He's an actual Carajon hero, I believe. He's, yeah, uh, he's super cool. It. Um, it's our first time seeing a Carajon without his helmet. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, he looks. Uh, yeah, he looks definitely. relatively normal. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'll assume they're they're not terrible monsters under there. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Alright. Well, let's head over to others, where to be fair, there's still a lot of exciting stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's kick it off with Warhammer Underworlds. First off, Kagra's Ravages were announced in this big online preview. They are the upcoming uh for Diachasm, so once Diachasm is released, this'll be presumably the first warband, um, will be Kagra's Ravages, the Slaves to Darkness warband. It is four Chaos Warriors, technically. Okay, so um, a Chaos Sorceress, technically. A Chaos mm-hmm. Lordish, Lieutenant-ish, like, better than a warrior, not quite a lord. Uh, and then two Chaos Warriors. Well, that's actually, it's two sisters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Sorceress and the Leader are, the two, are two sisters, uh, which is, hey... Super cool. Uh, more evil warrior women, please. Um, Definitely. They're so good. Again, with all the Warhammer Underworlds models, these are just great models. If you play Slaves to Darkness mm. and you want a Sorcerer and a Chaos Lord, here you go. Um, yeah, don't know, sorted. Don't know what else you want. They're sorted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're, they're just nice. They they fit with the, the updated Chaos Warriors while remaining true to the, you know, original aesthetic, etc., etc. They're really cool. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do too. I think yeah. I think even the even the Chaos Warriors look fantastic. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially one with the the uh what's it, the Slambo yes. uh, stance. Slambo is there. He looks he looks so cool. And again, like you just said, if you didn't want them for you sorry, you wanted them for Slaves to Darkness in mm. AOS, but you didn't want to use them as their war scroll, again, those Chaos Warriors would make great exalted champions mm. and things like that. Yeah. Or, or again, Chaos yeah. Lords, you know, it's you got so much possibility with these they look absolutely fantastic these models mm-hmm. yeah not a bad thing to say about them 
Um, nope. We also got a roadmap. So, Diachasm is presumably still coming out this December, at which point uh, Kagra's Ravages are on, and then, very excitingly, <laughs> Starblood Stalkers are coming. It is yes. the Seraphon Underworld's team. We've already seen the Chameleon Skink. We have now seen the Skink Priest with a Pokeball. Oh, <laughs> he looks so good. He looks so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, the thing is, it, it's one of those situations, that, like we've said before, where, you know, like we saw with the, the, the uh, Seraphon or Lizard Men uh, Blood Bowl team when that mm. came out, is that obviously it's it's so it's such a bittersweet thing to see because obviously yeah. you see the possibility of how great updated Seraphon look. But yes. then the problem is the main range is not at the moment been updated. So yeah. it's like, oh, I, why can't they be yeah, like this? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, so it'll be January is the Kagra's Ravagers. February should be the Starblood Stalkers. And if I'm remembering correctly, we have... Pardon me. We have a mystery team mm. with a silhouette that some might call vampiridish. Yes, um, it's either going to be scourge <laughs> privateers or vampirates. I really hope it's vampirates. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, please, please. Because like it, the thing is, it could be scourge privateers, but like the faction symbol is just a terrorgeist style skull. So I feel like it has to be yeah. vampires, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and then the next faction is just the symbol, and people are a little divided on this, because some people are like, well, it's mm. Savage Oryx, it's Bone Splitters, and some people are like, ah, oh, it, looks, it looks a little more insecty. I kind of hope it's something new and weird. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and then the yeah. one after that is Ossiarx, uh, so Definitely. they'll be getting their team, and the one after that appears to be Ideneth Deepkin, which yeah. is super cool. Yeah. Looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Um, so it, it's going to be a really, really good season uh, for Warhammer Underworlds, just in terms of models, I am assuming. Uh, it'll also be really fun to play. We'll see. Um, what a grand avatar. This is not filtered through to my general knowledge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've done it again. Just slip in random bits to make you question what... Uh what you've read or not read <laughs> yes so uh yeah grand avatars uh again it's just a little thing i spotted i've not properly read it but it's basically where uh, it's a a bit that you can download off the war uh, website where you can basically mix and match your underworld war bands oh. into grand alliances yeah, yeah, um, yeah similar to what they're similar to what they're doing eventually doing with Warcry. obviously that's mm. going to be a full-on expansion but yeah there's basically grand avatars are to do with the grand alliances so yeah if you go on uh, Warcom website, you can download the rules for that. I've not read mm. them, but they're available, so that's yeah. quite cool. Awesome. Excellent to know. Um, heading over to Necromunda. Hey, hey, well, hey. Um, the House the house of Artifice, which is the House of Ansar expansion book, is coming soon. So it is coming before the end of the year, presumably. Um, we have seen the new plastic kit. Uh, we have the Archaeotechs, who are the older Vansar members, who have, like, mechadendrites and stuff to help them out. And we've seen mm-hmm. the Neotechs, who are the Jews who are riding fucking hoverboards. <laughs> 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 they are hanging ten in the underhive. Holy shit. Um, these, <laughs> God, I mean, they're such a good base for Spiras. This entire yeah. Vansar range is basically that. They um, really are. They're super cool. Uh, they look like there'll be a lot of dumb fun. Uh, we also got a roadmap. Um, so mm-hmm. 
quarter one next year is going to be reinforcements. So new Orlock champions, uh, Fear Cats, some other stuff from Forge World. Um, maybe we'll see the uh, the Esher Chimerix, who knows. Uh, quarter two is going to be House of Faith, which is House Cordor. And quarter three <laughs> is going to be House of um, something. I've forgotten. Shadows. Uh, House of Shadows, thank you, which is Deluxe. And then mm-hmm. quarter four is going to be something. We'll find out. Mm. We'll find out mm. later next year. Um, yeah. Again, they did have one of these roadmaps out for 2020. Stuff kind of happened. Hopefully, this one will not get delayed and squished throughout the year. We'll see. Because, um, <laughs> you know, we were we were meant to have a House of Faith by about this time this year in the original roadmap. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, yeah. that's what it is. Um, exactly. Yeah. Never mind. Well, I was gonna was was gonna ask you what's the what's the master uh, master Nautican? Oh what's yes, that gonna, do you know what that's gonna yes. be? Yes. Um. So, in Necromunda, you can form alliances with the various guilds that help run the the hive city and the planet. Um, okay. One of the really important guilds to be friends with is the Water Guild, because Necromunda is not only a hive world with you know billions and billions of people on it who all need to drink water, it's also a desert planet. <laughs> so there's not a lot of water to go around. Um, and so the Master Nautican is the leader of a water guild. So essentially, if you ally with a guild, they can come along to certain missions with you to help out. Uh, so like the Master Nautican will show up, he'll bring a guy with a needle rifle, and he'll bring an ogren with him, essentially, to help your mm-hmm. gang out for that fight. Um, yeah, uh, the Water Guild's fun, because uh, if you capture anyone, you just give them to the Water Guild, and they drain their blood and turn it into water and pay you for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, and if you cross them, they'll try and do the same to you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, water's oh, a rare resource, so cool. and uh, bodies can be given to the Corpse Guild to make corpse starch with it, so everyone wins. Beautiful. Um, yeah, so we're finally getting models for the Master Nautican and some other stuff along mm-hmm. with the uh, reinforcements phase of this, hopefully. Which is great. I've seen some great Master Nautican conversions, and they all look fiddly as hell. Uh, so I was <laughs> kind of hoping for official models, because they are actually really, really good. Um, mm. Yeah. And finally, but definitely not least, Blood Bowl. Second season is out. It does not mm. cost an arm and a leg. It is no, a reasonably no. priced box. It is the same price as the uh, the 40k starter, uh, but well, yeah. the Dominus was not the current 40k starter, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a decently priced box. It's a fantastic box. They listened. Yeah, really is so good. Um, and alongside this, uh, Forge World has released Zolkath the Enigma, uh, because <laughs> Blood Bowl was already pretty confusing, but why not make it more confusing and let you hire a Zote? <laughs> yeah, why how, not? How did he get here? We don't know. No one knows. He's so confusing that people might just stop playing the game if he gets too close to them. That's literally <laughs> one of his rules is like, if he's close to enemy players, they have a chance to not do anything because they're too busy trying to figure out what the hell he is. <laughs> yeah, hypnotic gaze. <laughs> mm. Yeah, what's up with that? What's what's that thing you got? The, that weird centaur lizard thing oh <laughs> zotes we're getting so more of cool. them we did ask for more of them we have gotten another zote that makes two that's more than we've had yeah. in the last 20 years as, uh, as... <laughs> <laughs> you, are you comparing zotes to buses <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> God, uh, um 
hey, Blood Bowl is super cool. I'd love to get in. I just don't know if I have the time. I should probably get into Blood Bowl. Yeah, same, yeah. Mm, I agree. (laughs) People can interest friends into fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been good. It's been a solid, I said, solid month for news. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we've, you know, it's not, we haven't had masses of it, but we've had a lot of solid things. Like I said, the battle forces, mm. uh, you know, divided people, you know, Sigvald and the other Sneshtas is just amazing. And yeah. And like I said, I, I think this, you know, said solid stuff for the, the specialist games as well. Yeah. You know, I think they're oh, doing yeah. so well with the stuff that's coming out for those. So no, we're, 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 you know, Christmas is literally coming early for a lot of us at the moment. Uh, right so uh i think that's all the news let's finish up with our second discord question yes okay yes and right this is an interesting one so chris (laughs) asks is there a character from history mythology or folklore that you would like to see the warhammer equivalent of uh, in brackets like how bertrand the brigand was warhammer robin hood Hmm. yeah well that's a question isn't it like like you said earlier, we've gotten two really good questions this week. <laughs> mm, yeah. I find this one, I must admit, I find this one harder to answer than the first one. The first one was yes. easy. That was just like, right, I've got a million memories. Whereas this mm. one, I've really struggled. And I don't, not in a bad way, because it's a, such a great question. But I was like, I, I don't know. And, yeah. I, and also, it, it made me sort of think, God, I really don't know my my history as much as I thought I did <laughs> in general. Life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> the thing is, there are already so many historical or folkloric figures that are already present in Warhammer. Like yes, I, I thought of a few are, and went, yeah. "Oh wait, no, he already exists. Yeah, they're already there. Yeah, she's around. Cool. Yeah, cool, same cool. here. Um, same here. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'd love to see more characters slash creatures directly inspired by sort of Celtic and Anglo-Saxon folklore. Uh, in particular, mm-hmm. a lot of the Fey and Fairy stuff, like red caps, yeah. war horses, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I think they could be interesting added on to an appropriate faction, like a red cap as like a really drugged up night goblin, for example, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, or yeah. as like their own entire faction, either in like destruction or chaos or something like that. Like mm-hmm. you could imagine like uh, these very mysterious aloof elves as like the fair folk accompanied by this sort of cavalcade of utterly weird, bizarre nonsensical stuff that all has to follow its own very specific rules and kind of things. I mm. think that'd be really interesting, but yeah, I narrowed it down to a single example. I want to see a character based on the knuckle of E for either death or chaos in age of Sigma. Okay. So what's that? What was that? Sorry. I'm not familiar okay. with that. Yeah. Uh, so the knuckle of E is a, essentially a water devil from Scotland and the Northern islands in the United kingdom. Um, okay. Imagine a man riding on a horse, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, w- like, f- weld the man's legs into the horse. So it's his legs are gone, he's just growing out of the horse's back. Okay. Flay that shit. No skin. <laughs> no skin, okay. terrible, long, dragging arms, breath that causes disease and plague. Um, essentially, uh, it is it is a weird water horse thing that that dislikes it when people over harvest kelp um okay yeah and over and overfish the ocean and stuff like that so you know it would come up and it would spread plague and rot the fields because you've been burning too much kelp to make charcoal and stuff and you've been overfishing Mm -hmm. and harming the waterways uh for me it is like visually such an iconic creature 
that it would either be great as like a weird chaos mutant thing, or Nagash has made the fleshy subfaction uh, as a de- <laughs> as a as a dead walker creature that is literally a rider and beast fused together and then flayed for ultimate horror effect. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's got lots of interesting things. Um, there's, yeah, there's a song about definitely. it in Bard's Tale, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> awesome. No, that's a good, that's a good shot. I wasn't familiar with that. I should know that because obviously you should look it up. Know, it's great. Being, yeah, I, sh- I should know that. And it, and it's it's funny because I, I've narrowed it down to one example, and m- mm. mine is a Celtic example. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's a Scottish example mm. um, <laughs> for me. Um, I sort of picked upon the sort of history side of things and obviously this will go into aos uh, mm-hmm. as my you know similar to what you're talking about but um i sort of thought uh again this isn't really monster based this is more character based so i was thinking wouldn't it be cool to have a character in the varangard potentially based on william wallace now william Ooh, wallace is yeah. the you know the the braveheart you know uh or the film braveheart is based on mm. so the uh the the, the the Scotsman that uh, obviously rebelled against the English and uh, and all the the civil wars and things that happened with that you know many years ago. So mm. I, I thought it'd be quite cool to, in a way, sort of recreate that because obviously that's yeah. how a lot of these yeah. characters happen, especially back in Warhammer Fantasy. Um, I did think of King Arthur initially, but obviously I think King Arthur has been done with Bretonians. I think is it Gilles de Breton? Yeah. I think the Breton. Yeah. I think it was sort of based on uh, King Arthur. But I thought with William Wallace, it'd be really cool to have. Um, this sort of situation narratively where, again, you've got one of the Varen card. Let's, and let, let's make her female because hmm. let's make, I like, you know, I think that'd be quite cool because I like these strong female uh, sort of slaves to darkness uh, hmm. characters like we like we were talking about with the uh, Underworlds. And like, so she's one of the Varen guard and, you know, she becomes, she wants to become independent from Archeon yeah, and right. helps create a civil war. And, mm. and obviously what you could do, which would really mix it up narratively, again, similar to what William Wallace did, where obviously he, he, uh, or the, the, what the Scots did at the time is that obviously they annoyed the English because they basically, <laughs> um, d- did a treaty with the French and yeah. obviously the, they were, the English were at war with the French at the time. So obviously that pissed yeah. off the English. So, uh, why doesn't, you know, she set up some sort of agreement or treaty with one of the order factions or one of the destruction factions, which would piss off Archeon, <laughs> you know, at the time. And, and you could just have this sort of cool, massive, you know, chaos civil war, you know, or slaves to darkness civil war. I'd really like to see that, you know, yeah, sort of, yeah. again, like a, like, you know, she's like a, like a war queen, mm, um, mm. you know, because again, when I, th- when I saw, you know, when I th- think of William Wallace and Braveheart, I just think of war queen, you know, when we, or, yeah. you know, the, uh, the dark oath, Mm. Uh, side of uh, Slaves to Darkness. Um, I just think that'd be cool. I think you could have a lot. That'd you know, be awesome. Because obviously, you don't yeah. want to completely copy history, but it'd be cool. Mm. That, you know, as always, that, that it uh, you know it influences it in some sort of way. Um, I yeah, I'd love to see more of that. But yeah. and to be honest, there's probably a lot more that we could think of. It, like <laughs> I said, it's such a fantastic question. Yet I felt completely crippled by it when yeah. trying to think of answers <laughs> yeah. for it. I just couldn't think. I was like. Well, a lot of these are done, unfortunately, mm. and 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 to be fair, I'm I clearly don't know, know my history as much as I thought I did. You know, I was thinking <laughs> straight away I'd be you know getting answers off the top of my head, and I was like, uh, no, I can't think of these. 
Um, yeah. You know, like, oh, we could have something like Zeus. Uh, oh, we got Sigma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, and think of all like the Greek and Roman mythologies as well. I mean, again, I'm sure there'll be people listening that have got 101 ideas. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it gets you thinking. So, uh, thanks, Chris. Mm. Awesome question. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, been the end of episode 67. It's Ooh. been a right laugh. Yeah. And <laughs> and uh, like we said earlier, this is the final Realm episode of 2020. Um, and like I said, in you know a couple of weeks' time, we will release the last episode of 2020, which, like I said, will be a you know review episode of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll you know we'll try and we'll have a bit of a brainstorm, see if we can throw in a few extra bits. Yeah. Of, you know, to make it interesting, make I've it been, a bit different. To, I've been told to, to sing the a song. <laughs> so we'll you see. Have. We'll see. Yes, Thanks, exactly. <laughs> so, the, so there will be musical overtones to next episode at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we were talking about a quiz, weren't we, at one point yeah. as well? Yeah, we'll have to so, think something else. Well, like I said, so we'll try and do a few something different next episode. Mm. Um, so the plan will be, like I said, this will be obviously the last Realm episode. Then we'll do that one. And then obviously at the start of 2021, we'll kick it off with the Ruin episode and yeah. go from there. So that is the plan. Uh, right, okay. Um, Cameron, tell yes. me and everyone else where they can find you on the internet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come by for Demon Souls screenshots and me chatting about <laughs> DMC5 and posting pictures of cats and things like that. Uh, it's been it's been a lot more chill uh, after the events of a couple of weeks ago. So, hey, thanks. The world might not burn down uh, by this time next year, hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. Um, if you want to... Follow more the model side of things. Either check out the podcast Twitter, or if you're really on the issues of my stuff, and I don't know why you would be, Matt does some really cool stuff, honestly. Uh, but you can check me out <laughs> on Instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin. Um, I think I updated it recently. Maybe. Possibly. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll have more time to update it in just a week or so, so <laughs> hopefully, nice. hopefully it'll be more steady then. Um, and Matthew, <laughs> my dear co-host, where can they find you? You can find me also on that twitter.com at ninjabadger7. I should actually put be putting my my Dark Souls rerun uh, mm. stuff on there because like you're playing Demon Souls, I'm mm. playing Dark Souls or re- nice. replaying it, I should mm. say, going as a, a sorcerer glass canning all mm. the way through it. Uh, <laughs> managed to beat Ornstein and Smo on my second go. I'm happy nice. with that. Hell yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> and then... A, appropriately got my ass kicked by other normal (laughs) (laughs) normal mobs throughout the game but uh yeah uh but you can find me on there and like cameron said you can find us both on the podcast twitter at realm and ruin uh last little plug for the discord again amazing people in there um i'll talk about the discord probably in next episode when we you know do the the recap of the year and Mm, say how great everyone is on there because they (laughs) truly are it's an amazing group of people uh and they said yeah, big hellos to the people that have joined us again recently. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's been episode 67. Uh, keep safe out there. Don't tell anyone else how to enjoy their hobby. Just enjoy yours. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>